This is Radio Free Istvan. The following public service announcement is direct from the Praetorian. Do not look directly at the Black God machines. Any dreams of paradise should be duly ignored and combat stims taken immediately. Remember, all defectors will be shot on sight. Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Free Fan listeners, and welcome to episode 152 of the Radio Free Fan podcast, a horse heresy gaming podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co-host Derek here. Gonna say what's going on, Derek? How's it going, everybody? And y'all don't know, but I definitely fucked that beginning up big time. <laughs> like I don't know what my brain had like a. Um, you just, just got to get those takes out of the way. It's all good. We're good. <laughs> we're, we're steaming through it now. We're rolling. I felt like, uh, like you know, when you like you have that misstep in real life, and you kind of like your leg buckles a little bit, and you think like for a second you're gonna die. You're like, like <laughs> that's what happened in my brain when I would just I tried to hit that opening. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was like, like, this is episode. <laughs> like you're falling asleep, and then you like that falling feeling you get, but you're not falling, and you're just like, oh. What the heck just happened? Oh, okay. We're good. We're good. Yeah, just in my brain. <laughs> and this was like immediately like, hold on, wait. That's not right. So anyway, yeah, my name is Michael. We got Derek here. Uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. We got a great episode planned for you. Uh, we got some cool stuff coming. Yeah. We're going to uh, listen to some voicemails. Love uh, them voicemails. Thank y'all for com- calling in. Yeah. We got uh, some some competition, painting competition talk. I hope it's not just Jack yelling at me for not being an Adepticon. Who knows, man? Could, Could be, be at this point. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, season two <gasps> sticker stuff because <gasps> season ones are out now and uh, they're moving, man. You should, and, if you don't know, you should go check those out. And we're going to go for some hobby progress uh, for Derek and then myself. And then, uh, I mean, at, at that point, I think we're going to have a good episode. Um, and we will continue next week on the fabricators of the heresy stuff i got a whole bunch of interviews lined up next week yeah uh we would have it normally at the end, but a lot of people were coming off of uh, adepticon they were like hey can you just give me some time to breathe i haven't even unpacked all of this uh you know stuff i bought at adepticon <laughs> yeah no, no definitely get some time to decompress i get it so we're gonna take a break on this week from if, if you haven't listened to the last episode for those fabricators of the heresy uh then series what, then what are you doing you go listen to it like pause this episode yeah because that that interview was bomb dude that was that was stellar speed through to like an hour and 45 minutes in go listen to steve from mad robot miniatures talking about how he discovered 3d printing and pioneered 3d printing the masters for his resin casting in 2012 yeah 2012 and he uses basically allegedly possibly like forge roll resin like he like knows the formula like you know he didn't say that we're saying it if you want a formula for resin that they believe is very similar if not exactly what forge world uses you should go listen to that interview you should go listen to that interview he was you know it it was so funny because i was telling him it uh, after the interview right we had this like interview like after we're talking and just like hanging out and he's like I mean, you keep saying I'm a trailblazer, but I wasn't. I was like, you found... Well, ex- did, that, did the trail exist? <laughs> no, I had to go find it. Well, there you go. You blazed you it, baby. You sure did blaze it. Twelve. You were living in 2023 while we were living in 2011. Like, yeah. come on, you, man. You were, you were hitting that when nobody else knew to even look to do that. 
I bet like if if powerful Steve didn't invest in Bitcoin, I don't know. Like this is like <laughs> he could foresee that kind of stuff. Oh. So anyway. But yeah, I don't know about you. After listening to that, it's like, man, maybe I need to go get me a pressure pot. Maybe I just need to like start casting some stuff. Hey man, dude. I just wanna like I what's crazy is like, okay, because like listening to that episode, right? He he admitted that like he's just this like hardcore introvert, right? Yeah. And so he's this hardcore introvert. He doesn't have like a gaming group he normally meets up with and all that stuff. What I got out of that episode is like there's people out there, maybe even locally. Oh, absolutely. That are just like doing stuff that we didn't even think. They're like, oh yeah, I just made this like VR tabletop for my house. Yeah, I, just, I went to Best Buy and I bought a 85 inch TV, used it as a table for an event for a weekend from me and my buddy. And then we returned it the next Monday for our full money back. Yeah. There's some dude out there living in 2034 right now. Just doing that big brain, like make it work. Yeah. And he's like not telling anybody because he doesn't, you know. Just the diamond in the rough, man. He's out there, man. These people are out there. That's all I got from that interview was like <laughs> that we think we're pioneers and we're doing crazy stuff. It's like, no, man, I've, that, that's how I started my business. <laughs> Somebody out there right now is 3D printing in full color. Exactly. And we don't know about it. We don't know what to look for because we don't know. We just don't know. Some dude's out there right now building a metaverse table. <laughs> a one-one scale With table. Haptic feedback <laughs> pressure gloves. <laughs> so it feels like you're holding the model. <laughs> so it's like it's coming right at me. <laughs> if you're out there and you're that person let us know. We want to live in 2034 with we'll, you. Yeah, we'll, we'll set you up with a pseudonym. We'll, we'll go ahead and obfuscate your identity. You don't got to worry about none of that. Take us with you. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, if you haven't listened to the episode, go back, check it out. I, that was completely, uh, you know, we, we started, we, we talked about doing this, uh, this Fabricators of the Heresy uh, series where we talk to different creators out there. And by the way, if you have a creator that you want us to talk to, uh, let us know. We we pitched the idea to all the guys in the Discord, and we're asking, you know, hey, what are some uh, uh, what are some some vendors you would like to see us talk to and reach out to? And I mean, there's a huge list. We got a massive list, and yeah, just shaking some of those trees and some some stuff's falling out. If you're a vendor and you want to talk to us, I mean, we're glad to interview you. You know, it's one of those things we wanted people to. Uh, look under the hood for all of the or some of the vendors that we currently use mm -hmm. that way we can humanize the vendors because i know there's people out there like in the case of steve he's a one-man operation working out of his house you know yeah uh you've got people like uh like jeff jeff powerful jeff over at dragon forge he's a one-man operation uh there's just so many people out there that are just like everybody knows the company and i don't think anybody like I don't think a lot of people put together it's like this is just a single guy that's this, this uh, a person making cool stuff happen yeah and on his own dime is you know he started out and like when he had like especially some of these guys that have the uh like the this is their setup. only job right yeah they, when they have bad months you know it's that hurts you if you don't want to see you know if you if you're getting bases all the time right from a certain <laughs> caster and they have a few bad months you might not be able to get those bases anymore <laughs> so it's one of those things where we, we did want to show you guys that uh there are people behind this stuff absolutely and then it's a chance to plug maybe somebody you didn't know about and maybe you do go check out see what they have to offer maybe you find that sweet bit you that just sparks a whole like conversion line for new force 
That's what I'm saying, man. We're always down for new vendors and, and stuff like that. So just making cool stuff happen. So anyway, that with that said, once again, go check out that last episode if you didn't hear that that interview. Um, we have some voicemails that Ooh. we need to uh, go over. I love it. So let's see here. Let me go back. And so I got it right here. Oh, you want to you want to shout out the number if somebody wants to leave a voicemail? Yeah, I was going to pull that up just to let everybody know uh, if you do have a voicemail and you want to go ahead and call it in. That's not what I was wanting to pull up. Uh, this is super embarrassing. Uh, Facebook, what are you doing? Oh, it's because the story keeps coming up. Yeah, yeah. The, the, so, for those of you not who don't know, Michael's been working on a uh, a documentary history series, and uh, he did. It was like a like a History Channel breakdown of the Warhound Titan. Oh yeah, funny. and then uh, you've got part one of the saga of the cakes. Yeah, man, that is a because because a cat was asking me about that. He said, he said, do you have like a YouTube video up? Of like where I can find out about these cakes or what happened yeah, with the there's cakes. Been a few people like because we've been hanging out in the hobby hangout on the Discord the past week, and a few people are like, hey, so what's up with these cakes? We keep hearing about these cakes, and I was like, I didn't. He's like, you don't know about the cakes, like, and so what, I I found an AI bot that sounds like a uh, a History Channel narrator, <laughs> and so I just typed out. Every, we might play it at the end of the episode. I, I might I might play it at the end. Of the or episode. just go check it out on our Facebook. Yeah, it's on our story. Anyway, so if you have a voicemail and you want to call it in, feel free to call in at 361-265-8658, and that'll go straight to a voicemail where you can just give us a recording. I think it'll let you know when it cuts off because it does have a cutoff, but if you don't want to deal with that or if you're international, you don't want to pay for long-distance phone calls, you can also just reach out to us through Facebook Messenger or Discord or anything like that, and then just record a voice message and send it to us, and we'll just add it to these, and we will not listen to them until right now. We'll play them live on the podcast, and you get our honest reaction to it. Yeah, absolutely. We, we do not screen these. If we have to cut it, I don't know what we're going to do. Thankfully, we haven't had to cut anything yet, and we've we've had some some grisly stuff go down <laughs> the worst stuff <laughs> Workplace stuff accident. that we stuff that we talked about afterwards the episode is like should we cut that <laughs> it's like no send it to them live they need to they need to be as disturbed by this as we are so they can understand <laughs> we're gonna take you along this journey guys all right so what we got what we got all right so let's see what we got here hey dope uh i am I was just calling to say, uh, say that, oh, what, that, uh, I'm going to cancel this. God damn it, this sucks. Please don't play this on air. Oh, <laughs> Thank you guys for bringing the podcast back in. Derek, uh, kind of reignited an itch for me to do heresy again. And, uh, I lost 11,000 point collection I built over about six years to a house fire. Oh, and, uh, it was kind of real kick in the falls and, uh, getting back into it was not easy. So uh, I kind of put it off for a long time. But uh, thanks both you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, I can't wait to hear the next episode. Bye. Oh, man, that is... First off, thank you for calling and telling Absol- us that. Absolutely. Uh, second off, sorry uh, we didn't get the message. We weren't supposed to play this live on air until... Uh, <laughs> We were already playing it live on air. I think he was talking about like that opening where he was like having trouble talking is what he was talking about. Don't play it on air. Cause he kind of struggled there at the beginning. 
Well, hey, man, that happens to the best of us. Uh, you got it live here. I was trying to pull up the number and just completely fumbled with my Facebook. <laughs> Michael admitted that you just fumbled the intro. Like, hey, we're, we're, just, we're just like you. No, but I appreciate you calling in and letting us know. Uh, definitely, it is something that uh, uh, individually, I know that I've been hit up a few times by people that listen to the podcast that are thanking us for bringing it back and are saying, you know, it's kind of reignited the hobby for them. And honestly, guys, it's one of the nicest things that you could tell us. Cause it definitely oh, yeah. is a, I show my parents this stuff. Like, I'm like, look at this, this guy's in Germany and <laughs> like staking me for it. <laughs> it's definitely one of those things where, uh, you know, we don't, we don't get a ton out of it. It's just one of those things we enjoy doing. Me and yeah. Derek get to hang out every Sunday and like chat with each other. In addition to, uh, drives our own hobby like oh, i gotta get this done so i got something to talk about in the podcast and it's like our ticket dude like we get like it's like front row ticket to like this heresy train of like yeah. <laughs> like people and like really cool people and every i mentioned uh to tyler you know i was like i was like man every time i uh i bring something up that i'm having trouble with it's kind of like if i get to the point in like a where I can't research a problem or I can't research something <laughs> on Reddit, I'll casually say it on the podcast. And like, usually somebody's like, Oh yeah, this is what you need. Or, you know, this is like, it's like, I drop these little problems out and, uh, they get solved. So cool like, stuff happens, man. <laughs> cool stuff happens. Listeners call in. Uh, as far as your, uh, uh 11,000 point army that you built up over six years, getting lost in a house fire. That's big ouchies, buddy. I, that sucks. I've had about 10,000 points of 40K Space Wolves just kind of vanish. That that really never stops hurting. Yeah, it's uh, something uh, something that, that we did actually talk about this week in the uh, the Hobby Discord. Yeah. We were talking to Powerful uh, Dave from Black Label Painting. Uh, he had a tornado go through oh, and yeah, snatch up yeah, a piece of his shop. And or it, I don't know if it was his actual like painting studio that he had, but it was like some of his shop. I, it, it was it was a building he had set up that was at at least it was storing some minis and stuff like that. Yeah, it, I, I don't know how extensive it was, but it, I just because I didn't want to like bring it up. From what I understood, it took a Warbringer. <laughs> it claimed its own Warbringer. This small tornado yeah. took a Warbringer, and uh, what's crazy is is uh, what's well, not crazy, but something that I was like I've never considered. And it's definitely something I get it because Dave is a, a, a commission painter. He's got a lot of models that aren't his. Oh, yeah. He's insured for his models. Like these mod like there's a certain policy that he has that's completely insured. Mm -hmm. And I was telling because we were kind of chatting in the chat. It was like, what? Uh, like, what do you tell the insurance agent? Like, you know. What do you mean a sixth? What do you mean a, a $4,000 uh, resin model? <laughs> like, hey, here's the website they sell them. It's. I see here on the toy section you have eleven thousand dollars of toys missing. Uh, did you kind of elaborate how, on that? How big was the shed? <laughs> was that a, quite a bit of toys? Was it? Uh, it's like no, it's like six toys. Could you elaborate a little deeper on that? Uh, uh, this goes right back to uh, a previous bit we had a bunch of people call in about was times you don't want to have to explain what Warhammer is to somebody. Exactly, dude. Well. So, so that kind of gets me like that's a interesting conversation that I feel like this convo like I can hear myself in the future having another conversation with somebody telling me how they insure their models like I feel like that's coming oh yeah and I've never done it like I don't have like I probably like thinking about it now there's probably 
We're getting up there to uh, the eleven thousand dollar range. I, I know people who are slipping air tags into their uh, their cases. Yeah, but full blown insurance policies. I haven't even thought about it. Like no, for like for a commission painter, like for your business, that's you don't think about it, but that absolutely makes sense. One hundred percent, especially when you're working with models that are not your own. It helps to say, hey, by the way, stuff is insured in case something stupid happens. And by the way, powerful black label painting. They are fully insured. So like that's something yeah. if you're looking for a, a a commission painter that is that we know for sure is insured and has that's him. Powerful Dave. So but no, no, I'm, I'm beautiful fucking Titans out of that guy. I'm I'm so sure that we're going to hear something from somebody about insuring your models and insuring them in your with your house and all that stuff. Because like I know you have to keep stuff. Uh, fortunately. You know, man, hold on. Let me knock on, like, all the wood, right? Like, fortunately, <laughs> I've never had to file an insurance claim. Like, we get hurricanes all the time. And, you know, like, I've I've been a homeowner for going on four and a half years now. So, definitely, you know, I'm not a long-time homeowner. Like, I haven't had to deal with an insurance claim. But, like, stuff happens. You know, we have, like, hurricanes, yeah. tornadoes, all that jazz. So, I wouldn't even know where to begin, let alone explain to an insurance adjuster like, hey, man, these are Crimson Paladins, not Cataphractic Terminators. Yeah, you, you've got these you've got these followed as Cataphractic Terminators, which those cost this much. But these are not those. These are painted red and they have shields. So they're they're a different they're a different skew entirely. OK. And so so it's like what happens when you're like, hey, Mr. Insurance Adjuster, because, you know, the insurance adjuster after like. This is after a, a natural disaster. They've got calls waiting behind you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, my Thunderhawk transport needs to get replaced. Like, what do they do? They're like, oh, we'll find out what the nearest value of the Thunderhawk transport is. It's like, oh, it's well. Yeah. Hey, my uh, Castellan Stronghold Forge World tile. <laughs> it just got, you know, completely destroyed by this natural history, na- natural event. I don't okay, know. We'll- We'll, fig- we'll try to figure out what to price that at. I know for a fact that there's people that are listening to this podcast. I know for a fact, I know of at least two of them that are insurance adjusters. So I cannot wait for the voicemail. I'm expecting the voicemail to correct us and let us know what this process looks like. So uh, you got homework. Yeah. So next episode, expect somebody to call in on it and, and give you guys an answer to what you're supposed to do. If you're sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I do have a couple of uninsured Warlord Titans. How would I get insurance? Somebody is going to call in, and I, I know the person that's going to call in. And I'm going to give you a second person I'm talking about. To, you know who you are. To get your thoughts together and tell us what we need to do you have, in this situation. You have one week. <laughs> To, if you want to be interviewed, we will interview you on what to do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and if you don't listen until the end of the week, then God help you. You've got hours then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you, if you rent, but you don't own, and so you have renter's insurance, a lot of times that will cover just what you have in your apartment, house, whatever you're renting. So... Maybe go take a picture of your, uh, your hobby closet. Oh, I remember that. Now I think about it. Yeah, because that's how it was when uh, when Harvey, the last big hurricane that came through our particular area, uh, I was still under like renter's insurance, so I had like photos of everything. How did that work out? Tell me. Uh, I didn't have to file a claim. Okay. Just because, like, the only thing I lost was what was in the fridge because the power cut out. But oh, okay. everything else I had was fine. 
Okay. Okay. No. So, so do you remember about, did it had to be like seven years ago at this point? Um, there was a guy who got his car broken into in Austin and they took all of his Warhammer stuff out of his trunk. It was a Tau army. Oh, I, I remember hearing about this. I, I wasn't involved in this. I just heard about it kind of secondhand, thirdhand. So his Tau army got stolen mm-hmm. and he had told everybody it got stolen out of his car, which it did get stolen. His car got broken into overnight. Yeah. And his homeowner's insurance paid for the army. And so he just went straight cash to like rebuild the army. Yeah. And then it, ultimately that's like the the baby part of it that I heard because the real part was like somebody came with that army to sell it back to like yeah. our, they went to like his, the shop he played at and they were like, Hey, do you know anybody who like buys Warhammer armies? I got an army. I'm trying to offload. And they and held him like, there. Yeah, They're- let me check it out. And it looks, and it was like the Tau army. And it's like, I've seen this army. I know this army. This guy's, this is the army that got stolen. But he didn't say that. He totally so he, went like... He's like, yeah, let me go talk to my manager real quick. I'm going to take this to his office and show it to him. Put it in the office. Locked it up. And said, hey, man, cops are on their way. Uh, no, they held him there. They, they told him, they're like, hey, we got a guy that wants to buy it right now. Oh, that's right. They were like, hey, so we got a guy who was like looking to buy Tau. And we, we he's on, he's on his way. He's on his way to come buy it. So if you want to like hang out until he gets here, it will turns out, no, this guy doesn't want to buy an army. He's a police officer. He's actually here to arrest you. And this is over five hundred dollars, so they're gonna they're gonna arrest you at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a I, yeah. I, I was. It's oh, it's always cool when you get to like the the happy ending to that kind of story. Yeah, and especially if you're like your your comic book store, your game store, like knows your army. Oh yeah, they're just like, wait a minute, this is the one that got stolen, and like you're that close with your with your you know friendly local gaming store, you're just like, we got this. But but yeah, so I, if you steal an army, uh, don't sell it where you stole it. Yeah, that's a, you know, maybe drive a few miles away. Or, or you know, do, because I, ultimately I want to see that army get back to its owner, but, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, so so I, I, I casually remember, because, like, like, thinking about it now was, everybody was like, you got your army back, aren't you so excited? He's like, I've already got a replacement army, like, insurance covered, cool. everything. So, uh, Don't tell now, the insurance I got my army back. Now I got two armies. Because I think they just give it back to you. They just, you just get it back. Because I remember it was at the police station for a long time, and you had to go recollect it back from like evidence. Yeah, like it was is is a Tau army of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> so you got some cops like playing Warhammer in the station after hours. Apparently, <laughs> got to get some games in before we got to get this army back, man. Uh, so yeah, no, I remember that. But yeah, okay. So that is the that is the last voicemail. Okay, it's just, we had just had the one voicemail. The other ones are only like two or three seconds long so they think it's just like uh either people that were like calling in to let us know and they were just like too shy they're like i'm gonna hang up i can't do it you know and they're like <laughs> they hung up real fast or uh maybe robo callers or something but either way guys uh if you have a story you want to let us know if you want to tell us anything please i think somebody even the discord had mentioned can they ask for relationship advice absolutely you can you can ask for anything i can't attest to the quality of that advice yeah no we'll we will give our unsolicited advice for most things i've been wrong before i'll be wrong again i i look forward to you being wrong again it's, I, I embrace it yeah so definitely give us a call guys it's why we have the voicemail open we definitely uh, enjoy your feedback uh, especially always feel free to use that voicemail to tell us what worry we got wrong or you know give us the whole actually uh yeah 
adjust glasses. We, uh, or if you're coming out off of like, you just played a game. It's like, you got to talk to somebody about it on the ride home. Just shoot us a message. Tell us what happened. I would absolutely love to hear somebody like, it's like, yo, this cool thing just happened on the table. I thought this game was going to be completely lost. I was ready to pack up my stuff, played out a couple more turns and some, some crazy happened. Some stupid stuff happened. Y'all ain't going to believe this. Dude, how hilarious. And somebody please do this. How hilarious would it be if like some dude was playing you and they seized the initiative and they're like, hold on, I got to tell my boys real quick. <laughs> and they called us and like, yeah, I'm looking at his dumb ass face right now. I just seized on him. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to put it in Discord. Click. <laughs> just, just calls up the, 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 the radio free Instagram Discord. It's like, hey guys, nah, I just want to let you know I just seized on this jabroni. <laughs> nah, nah, I got to go. Everybody at the hobby hangout just starts dunking on him. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so wicked. Oh, <laughs> uh, please. Please don't let us let us down. Uh speaking of the Discord, uh, I know we've been talking about it quite a bit. Um initially when we set up the Discord, initially, right? Yeah. It was just a place to kind of migrate what was originally the Crusader host mm-hmm. uh to a more modern version of like a chat room right because like because it was just an isolated like facebook messenger group yeah we used to have the crusader host which was all of our patreon supporters we gave them this special chat that they were in and then you know inside that chat we all got to kind of talk about the show and i don't know if you'll recall if y'all are some old-time listeners uh everybody would talk about that that chat was forever running because it was like people in uh the uk people that were in you know America, people in Australia, the, you know, the sun never set on that chat. Yeah, it was nonstop all the time. If you weren't keeping up with it, then you had no idea. You jump, basically jump in. You're like, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. They're talking about bears or something. Yeah, it was kind of liberating because like, I'm not going to be able to keep track of it. So I'll just jump in and whatever's going on right now, I'll be a part of it. Yeah. It's not going to do me any good to scroll up because it's just going to keep on scrolling. Yeah, I've got, it's 188 messages missed. I can't keep up with that. Right. So, so either way. So migrating over to the Discord. Yeah, right? Discord is a, a really good platform for that. It absolutely has changed the way that we operate fundamentally as a podcast. Yeah, like, I agree. There is, it is a completely different experience than the old Messenger. Now, wh- and I'm not trying to force you over to Discord or say like, hey, like this is to get our Discord bigger. Like it really is truly a... If you are listening to this podcast and you are enjoying this experience with the podcast, you can only enhance this experience by hopping on the Discord. Inside that Discord, there's a few things that are going on right now. We have the you like bring up kind of what a couple of like nuggets of what happened, just like a taste. Well, if you don't know. I mean, for starters, we have we have an April we have a monthly painting competition right now going on. Yes. So that's just like the bare minimum. We have this April painting competition. If you are already currently working on models, if you have a character you want to paint, you're a very good painter, you can enter this competition and straight up there's a possibility that you could win 50 bucks for your friendly local gaming store immediately off the gate. That's the first thing that we offer in this, right? Yeah. But then we have designated separate channels in there dedicated to like horse heresy. We have one dedicated to horse heresy, frequently asked questions. We have work in progress, finished painting. We have a 40 K section. We have a battle tech section. We have a star Wars Legion section, 
But I think one of the things that was probably like stands out the most that I did not expect to stand out the most now. Oh yeah. Is our hobby hangout. You didn't expect that to just start immediately popping off? No, I did not. Not at the level that it has popped off. Like not at the level that I have seen 24 seven all the time in there. It's been bumping this past week. Yeah. You find, okay. So we have a section, it's a hobby hangout section. It's, it's a, a voice channel. But if you recall, last week I was talking about these uh, these cameras, <laughs> these hover cam cameras. <laughs> uh, so everybody in the Discord just went out and bought this $50 hover cam 8 plus camera. Yeah. Everybody has one now. They were 50 bucks, normally 400 Everybody went to this like eBay seller and just totally, I think there's still some there. It was last time I looked. Yeah, it's like a logical or something like that. Whatever the guy's name is, there's a. They're fifty bucks. It's a the Hovercam Solo Eight Plus or something like that. Either way, it's a. Uh, it is everybody got one and they got them in this week, and so like everybody's been streaming their desk at like four K quality. <laughs> like the yeah. servers boosted now, so like. It's got like 60 frames a second, 1080p, like super nice. Like yeah, we, we weren't expecting to need that so soon. Yeah. But, we, uh, <laughs> well, you got, you know, three or four people trying to stream in 4K. Yeah. You kind of want to, you, you definitely want to. says, hey man, well, what's going on here? <laughs> you got nitro? You probably should get nitro and get boosted uh, a little bit. Have you heard about some of the stuff we offer with Discord nitro? <laughs> yeah. So, so server got boosted. It is now, uh, People are streaming in 1080p, 60 frames a second, uh, just pretty much all hours of the night, chatting, hanging out, and painting Warhammer. Yeah. You are, like, if you listen to podcasts while you are painting, this is a, if you run out of podcast, this is absolutely alternative because at any point, there's people in there live chatting yeah. about Horus Heresy or... Or, I mean, it's not always about Horace Harris. Star Wars, <laughs> like you know, it, it doesn't have to be on topic. Sometimes we're just kind of you know, kicking the kicking the can around. If you want new virtual friends, <laughs> this if, is if the place need, to go. Yeah. No, it, it's it's definitely. I did not expect like the the way I, it's grown. I, I didn't hopped expect into it. it uh, was it? I think I hopped into it last night. No, Friday night. Yeah, because I, I, I was there pretty late last night. Yeah, I hopped in there Friday night because I just finished a game with John locally, and I was on my I was on the way home, and it was like way later than I thought it was going to be. So I was like, I'm gonna go pick up some Whataburger, and then I saw some people hanging out, and then so I just hopped in on my phone in the drive through. It's, it's a good time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it was Friday night. I was in there pretty late with Brian. He was painting his Death Corps. Death Corps. Mm-hmm. I was painting my um, my Blood Angels. And it's just, you know, it's nonstop in there. It is nonstop. And I was like, this is, dude, like, I couldn't imagine, like, I couldn't have imagined it would be at that level the way it is. And, like, it's still, you know, and, like, people are like, hey, yeah, I get my camera next week or I get my camera in a few days. Yeah, it's just every day a couple more people are like, hey, I got my camera in. What's up? Like, How do pro- I make this thing work? Production quality, like, yeah. <laughs> camera stuff going on, like, overhead cam. It's like. It's so nice. It's super nice. It's 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 something I, yeah. I did not expect. It's not going to shock me if a couple people walk away from this with like painting streams on Twitch now. I've heard. I've heard already people telling me that they are going to start streaming on Twitch. Tyler's already said he's going to start streaming on Twitch. And, you know, it's it's just one of those things where I think a lot of uh, creators are going to come out of this just 
I mean, if there's any place to get your feet wet, it's in that channel because it's yeah, it's super nice. I, I do enjoy going in there, especially when I'm painting because it's it is one of those things where before you know my desk, I set up my desk to have my iPad so I can watch my iPad so I can watch YouTube videos, but like. I have not used that iPad once because I just go in the hobby hangout and people are just like chatting it up and yeah. talking to me like, and you're just, you go in at 12, like you're like, oh, let me go ahead and like, oh, it's like 1030 at night. Let me just go ahead and start painting. And then you're talking and you're hanging out and you're like, oh, it's three o'clock in the morning. Where What have I done? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So besides that, you know, there's a, there's something that I did want to go ahead and let you guys know as well in there. There is a channel called AI art. Mm -hmm. And we have the mid journey bot in there and you could just hop in. Uh, if you want help with that, just let us know. We'll tell you how to use the AI journey or the mid journey bot. Uh, yeah. Mid journey five is out now. So it knows what space Marines look like. So you can get some <laughs> really crazy stuff. I think somebody had mentioned that uh, uh, the AI art channel just like feels like a fever dream when you go in there. Oh yeah. If you just, just run through the assets in it. Yeah. You just look through all the things that people are like creating in there. And it just looks like, uh, like there's, you know, I'm a big fan of the, uh, 1980s screen grab directed by Ridley <laughs> Scott. Yeah. So it always looks like there's like some, like, cause like people always go in there and they're like, what movie is this? It's like, Oh, that's the AI bot. It's oh, like, this is completely algorithm <laughs> algorithmically generated. <laughs> this is this, this movie never happened, but it does look like a bunch of, Oh, did, did you see some of the stuff I was working on this past week? Oh, I sure hadn't. So, uh, I have a, a airbrush airbrush painting class coming up. And so, yeah, this is going to sound really shitty of me, but I did not, I, I was looking for a commission artist to to commission me a uh, a Japanese ukiyo style ukiyo is the term ukiyo I don't know okay it, it's like that old school like big picture of like you know the Jap the Japanese art style okay like the watercolor style yes like the, like the great wave off the coasts and the the other okay yeah I wanted a person airbrushing like I don't want to call it the art of airbrush one hundred and one yeah. And I had asked them for it and they were like, yeah, it should be like 180 bucks. I was like, not for a poster. I'm not going to do that for a poster. And I was like, let me go see how quickly <laughs> mid journey can make this happen. And yeah, he did great. You know, <laughs> like mid journey yeah. just, well, yeah. then I was like, oh, this is a style. And so I did it in, in for space Marines. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so God, this being an audio <laughs> podcast, I know this, this doesn't read well, but. Yeah, God. and so it's like that is a watercolor space marine in like Japanese, like like oni mask ukiyo style, like it it, it definitely uh, that's culture right there. It that's, definitely figured it out. Like it it's it's so crazy. And like I was like, oh, I want to see what a big battle looks like. Horus Heresy. Like look at this, <laughs> like ukiyo style, like <laughs> Horus Heresy battle. Got like a Bro, bunch of those are just night lords. That, that is a night lord right there i'm looking at yeah this is a bunch of blood angels this is a night lords this like, is jeez oh, that is and for for y'all those obviously y'all are listening like if you imagine like those old school pictures where it's like a bunch of horses and like it's it's uh uh looks like stuff is far away there's a grand battle going on like this is basically just like a bunch of armored blood angels just like with those explosions and smoke all around and they're all got swords and it's it's pretty wild. What now, what, now? It is still AI generated art, so you like zoom in on like a detail, and it does kind of start the the facade starts to drop off a little bit. 
I think this one I'm looking at is just kind of like a pile of armor plates. Yeah, yeah. This is first pass too. Yeah, which you can refine it, and like there are tools to kind of clean it up and like like help it to figure out what you're trying to ask it to do. Yeah. And then I was like, let me try some chibi art space marines, and then it. But yeah, some of these later iterations they do look like absolutely great. Look at that guy. That guy could be a sticker. Oh. He's yeah. got a little power fist. Oh, he totally could. <laughs> That's AI? This is all AI, baby. I do like the bottom right. Kind of looked like that Lego helmet. <laughs> this fella? <laughs> yeah, it was like Benny from Le- for the Lego movie. Dude, I wonder if I can type in. I will definitely try it here in a bit. Oh, this was the the Great War, like the horse heresy, the Great War. Oh, that's so, that's so dope. And I, I put on canvas, so it like looks like it's a somebody took a picture of it. Like, yeah. It's like a, a canvas like thing art. Either way, we have the AI art like channel inside the Discord, so you can go in there and you could type in, you know, Space Marine. Imagine Space Marine Chibi art, you know, and it'll it'll do what you need to. You get so many hours for free, um, and then you can sign up for it. I'm definitely not a like a uh, getting any kickback on that or anything. I just I know I've gotten a ton of people that have asked me how to use it, and I will definitely show you how to use it. And the best place to do it is like. We just yeah. both hop and hobby hang out and I just walk <laughs> you through it, you know? Yeah, and I know there's like a huge ethics debate with the AR, AI art right now, but for like uh, story, not storyboarding, but for like, uh, uh, I don't know, man. There's a, there's a, I mean, there's certain stuff in here that you can get art out of that are perfect for like event organizers and stuff like that. Like one of the big things what, uh, that Chris was talking about was getting planets generated yeah like in ai art and stuff like that or like to get like you know like npcs generated in ai art is crazy cool yeah i I see a lot of people using it for like concept design yeah it's like let me just play with some stuff see what happens see what sticks out yep because i mean ultimately you know if you wanted it refined the ai is not going to do that like you do have to get it to an artist but this kind of stops the you know hey, I can do this and get back to you in 10 days, and then you might get something you don't like. Yeah, whereas it's like, hey, I had an AI spit this out. I think this is kind of what I want, but I'd like a human to take that final pass over it and like clean up the parts where the AI just kind of blends stuff together where somebody maybe has the wrong number of fingers or half this dude's face. Oh, it fixed fingers. You can't even talk about fingers anymore. The fingers are fixed. Okay. This mid-journey five, they know how many fingers you're supposed to have, (laughs) and they will not. You could even type in, Man with six fingers, it'll go, no. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I, he's getting five figures. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it's a, come check it out. It's part of the Discord. Once again, we are continuing to pimp the Discord. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because we can, just, like, features are getting added to it on a, a weekly, if not daily basis. Yeah. Like, the, the 40K channels weren't there last week. I, at least I don't think. They were definitely there, but that's okay. Oh. They just weren't popping off. The, the news channel we got there today is the Citizen Soldier Playtesters. Yes. I don't know if you want to talk about that. So for that, for the Citizen Soldier Playtesters... Uh, I think that's cool. We, if, you, if you are an event organizer... Or if you just want to make cool missions. Yeah, or if you want to make cool missions and you want people to playtest it and you want feedback on those missions, what we will do is under this Citizen Soldier Playtester group... We will take the PDF of your mission. We will give you your own uh, channel, your own text channel within this group. 
and you will get all of the feedback. Anybody who plays that mission, anybody who tries that mission out, they know that they can go back there and give you criticism, critique, feedback on that mission. And so that also, if you're a listener and you don't, you're not a mission maker or anything like that, you just want different missions to play because you're such a hardcore heresy player, you know, blasted through the whole book. <laughs> this is where you will find a bunch of missions. I, I, I had a talk with an event organizer and they have, I think, something like 16 missions that they want to put in there for, for play testing and stuff like that. So, yeah, but any critiques, any issues you had with the game, anything or the missions or maybe it doesn't play well, maybe it needs a, didn't account for this type of list. Yeah. Yeah. And that way you can yeah. critique it. They can edit it and then they can put the new copies over there. Yeah. Just to kind of like help, help with the, the people just making cool stuff. Yes, hundred percent, and like so, and the, and the Discord's growing, like it's it's evolving every day. Somebody asks for stuff, yeah. and you know, like recently, somebody was like, "Hey, where's the food channel? We just added a food channel, or you know, like yeah. where's uh, a- apparently I was looking now, and apparently that's just a thing Discords have. That's just a, a channel that popular Discords are throwing. Is just hey, you cooking something? What you cooking? What you making? Let me see. Uh, don't go in there if you're hungry. I well, really really messed up yesterday. I didn't eat lunch, and so I was like, man, what should I eat for dinner? And somebody's like, oh, put up a food channel. And I was like, yeah, I'll put up a food channel. And immediately, like, the first thing, they're like, oh, this is a poor man's, like, you know, uh, ribeye or something like that. And oh, I, was like, yeah. I was like, oh, why did I do this? Like, you know what? Just for that, I'm going to go make a brisket. I'm going to put pictures in there. Yeah, <laughs> I should I should have put those fajitas in there, man. You should have put them fajitas in there. <laughs> so, yeah, go check out the Discord. Uh, once again, April's painting competition is up. It's The category is character. If you hop in, you just have to take a picture. Uh, the key, the uh, code word for April is Garo. So all you have to do is take a picture of an unpainted model or prime model, put the word Garo, put your username and the date, and you can enter yourself yep. in. Have all that written on a piece of paper in the photo. Yes. So you're not just taking a picture of your unpainted model, waiting to see what the next thing is, and, oh, it's already painted. The, the idea is you have a month to do the model, and so this is kind of how we keep everybody honest yeah kind of how we verify that this model was not painted at the beginning of the month yeah so anything else you want to talk about from the discord Derek? uh just kind of how all last week has just been hanging out in the hobby hangout and just chopping it up with people and you know that just kind of kicks me in the butt a little bit to work on my stuff more just hang out and do some painting and just engage more with people i would say probably one of the best things that i've noticed from the hobby hangout is um if it was just me painting in front of people, I would half-ass a lot of shit. Oh, oh yeah, it'd be weird. <laughs> uh, but in but the hobby like, hangout, it's, it's like people are watching. People are watching. You got eyes uh, on you. I've got to, like, have you ever tried to put a decal on and it messes up and you're like, all right, cool, you just don't get decals. You can act up. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> he don't get a shoulder decal. <laughs> Maybe he gets a little extra weathering. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you guess what? You don't get a Legion logo because you're going to curl up or stick to my finger. <laughs> <laughs> that's your fault well now you can't do that anymore because people are watching yeah <laughs> it keeps you honest yeah but also it's been like dude what are you working on those those models look dope oh these are this from this thing and it's like oh, okay cool I did, okay you're using and it just it, it's a cool way to kind of show off what you're doing if you want to show off a little bit and the instant critique is like super cool too oh yeah if you say is this cool no it's not bro oh, okay thanks <laughs> <laughs> or the other way that's the best thing i've ever seen or, or you're like hey does this look cool uh, depends. What else are you going to do to it? <laughs> yeah, that you know, happens. <laughs> like, uh, well, now that you mentioned that, I think I might do a little more to it. <laughs> so, yeah, go check that out. 
Yeah. And if, if there's a channel we don't have, like if it's like, hey, I think a channel for this would be a good place to like keep that kind of conversation. Or I think uh, there's people talking about this game. Like we can absolutely like edit it, add channels. Like it, it's like a living thing. And that, that's the cool part about it. Yeah. And it's only going to get better. Like we have just like touched the tip of the iceberg on this. Yeah, you, you can you can use this to track us learning how to use this. Yeah, pretty much. It's a, uh, it's. I wanted to do a. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to do a separate channel for every unit in the book. Oh, and just have just discussion on each individual unit. Yeah, it's like, do you like so you can just go through and like if you ever like walk in, you're like, well, how good are jet bikes? And you just go to the jet bike channel and you just go okay, this is how people are using jet bikes or like people are like not happy with jet bikes or all this stuff and like people's just opinions on the jet bikes like basically have like a uh, like a review section where it's like four stars <laughs> one star car the betrayer like, you know but we're not there yet but that that'd be pretty granular that'd be dope though it's like five out of five. Love me, uh, dreadnought drop pod. <laughs> like, yeah, does the job. <laughs> so, granddad did <laughs> does it exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> Points are perfect. Love it. So, but now we're, we're learning. We are learning as we go. Uh, what's up next in the list? Uh, stickers, stickers, season two stickers. Ooh, tell me more about these stickers. Okay, so if you are a listener and you don't follow the Facebook page or the Discord and you're just a good old fashioned listener. Uh, I ran a series, what I call the season one stickers. They are chibi stickers. I started an Etsy channel and there is season one is five stickers. It's got the, uh, the bravest little, uh, bravest um, little saber, ba- bravest little saber, a real thing that happened. Yeah. It's got the, the herald of, uh, the end herald of the end. Yes. Herald uh, to the end herald to the end. It's a warhound Titan. Uh, from one of our powerful listeners who sent in the story about that. Uh, we've the, the Chibi Imperial, Leviathan. Imperial Fist Leviathan. The Chibi Imperial Fist Leviathan. And then we have a... Warmaster Battle Titan. Leo Ignatum Leo Warmaster. Ignatum. Uh, Warmaster Battle Titan. And last but not least, the old the, the handy-dandy Thanatar. The handy-dandy Thanatar. All of these are in like a Chibi, like a Gundam-style Chibi Gundam pose. Uh, I threw them on Etsy. Uh, I do both local and international shipping now. I had to learn how to use that, by the way. That was not something like, <laughs> I, that's why I only did it domestically because I was like, I don't like for domestic shipping, I can just throw a stamp on. I don't know how international shipping works. And apparently they make international stamps. So once I figured that out, the lady at the post office told me what I needed to do. Uh, we've got it figured out. International shipping's open. Uh, if you did get with that first, like I, I jacked up on Etsy just cause I am totally new to that. And you tried to go buy some stickers and they said, I was like, yeah, here's your $11 stickers, but it's 30 to $60 to ship them. That was on my fault. Cause I, I did. A, yeah. Yeah. I got that adjusted. I just said free shipping because all I'm going to do is throw a stamp on there, a forever stamp. And, and it'll, it'll, it'll get, get there eventually. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest caveats I do want to tell you international guys is I'm assuming with a international shipping stamp, they just hand it to some dude who, uh, 
you know, puts in his backpack and starts running. Yeah, say, hey man, here's a bag of uh, here's a bag of rice and some <laughs> some stickers <laughs> and a life straw. <laughs> Good luck. You don't get a bottle of water, you get a life straw. <laughs> and they just you know he goes along his way, his merry way. So however long that takes. But uh, speaking of, I, I did do I did I have eighty sets available. Um, it's kind of one of those things where I don't know if I'm just going to keep ordering stickers to keep them coming in. I don't exactly want an inventory of them, but I also don't want to be like that, uh, buy them now. Cause you'll never get them again. Kind of, oh. kind of nonsense. But like, realistically, that is the number I have. If there is enough like demand, I'll like bring season one back. That's why I called it seasons. Yeah. Uh, just because it's one of those things I order like a hundred of them at a time. It's like, okay, well, do I need to order? Because that's just how the, the manufacturing process yeah. works. You, you I, minimum order is this much. Yes. I order from Sticky Brand, by the way. And so, like, there you can go see, like, these, like, you see the under the hood. Like, I'm not trying to make money off of this. It's like, they're just die-cut vinyl stickers from Sticky Brand. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, season two, uh, we are looking for ideas for seasons two right now. Uh, we already have the little Lehman Russ Yes, I saw that. So we have a Lehman Rust Chibi out already, but I think just for you trader guys, I think we're going to lean on this month a little bit or this season a little bit more traders to get some stickers out there. Yeah. Uh, but we are always looking for ideas and, you know, either tell us on the Discord, maybe call in, leave a voicemail. Hey, what kind of ideas would you like to see? Um, but that is something that we are looking for is feedback on what stickers you guys like to see. Cause that was the whole purpose of this, right? Yeah. I had a Pelican case. I wanted stickers for it. Couldn't find Horace heresy stickers. I want a chibi stickers. Minimum, and minimum orders a hundred. So minimum orders a hundred baby. <laughs> so what are we doing with these stickers? <laughs> what are I going to do with these other 99 stickers? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's working out. Uh, I'm glad everybody's getting stickers. I'm glad everybody's got these uh, chibi stickers, but there will be a season two. We're just looking for ideas for it because at this point, I mean, at this point, if it was up to me, it would just be like a shitload of Blood Angel stuff. Like, and <laughs> just have my whole army chibified and we'll just go on my case. But I know you guys don't want that, so uh, whatever y'all see, let us know. Give us that feedback. We'll we'll work on that season two stuff. So hell yeah. What do you What do you think? Like off the top of your head, quick off the top draw. Of my head, uh, Cabundus. Cabundus, like a Cabandas, like Castaferum sticker. Like what the. Yes. What is a Cabundus? I just said Cabundus. <laughs> All right, cool. I was going to say Cabanda, and then I was like, I think it'd be funnier if I just said Bundus. So like a, a Fairbundus <laughs> Cabanda mixed. Okay, we'll figure I, it out. I just said the word Cabundus, and everything else worked its way out. <laughs> you know we're going to get a sticker now that just says Cabundus off the bottom, and <laughs> it's, it's going to be, be like Cabanda some... riding on the shoulders of like a, a Poil Castafarum. <laughs> or like carrying him like a, like a hawk does a fish. <laughs> 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 with its talents yeah. well i mean because i'm like cool trader stuff uh immediately jumped out was cabanda because you because we talked about him before adepticon's like wait a minute cabanda's actually tears ass across the table what's going on he sure does turns out some people at adepticon uh brought cabanda and he, he tore he, ass across the table he did in fact and live up to his some, name some people came came away from adepticon and ordered cabanda <laughs> yeah there's a, <laughs> a cabanda sales are up right now so hot right now well, cool. We'll get you your Cabundus sticker soon enough. Um, Maybe like a Maragall would be cool. Yeah, I think so. Because it kind of fits with the like mech theme that we had so far. 
Yeah, I think a I think a really cool one that I've been like thinking about because like you think about it, they're gonna be it's gonna be chibi right that's just yeah. kind of the the season right I think a chibi like a, a Alpha Legion saboteur saboteur like with like a mega long scope like the way the Thanatar has like the oh the like the barrel that's like yeah aimed at the viewpoint so it's just like yeah so it's just like a huge barrel and just like oversized aiming at you directly. Like the, that we also joked about like 3d printing the arms to make a, a saboteur it's like leaning down and he's got the one finger up in front of his like helmet so it's like going shh <laughs> telling you it's like hey <laughs> quiet hey, now. Who's, what's going what's this model you put over here i oh, don't worry about him so Wait, no. there's a lot of fun stuff you could do yeah so but yeah that's what's going on there let us know guys um hobby progress derek what have you been working on man talk to us all right so uh, this past week, I've just been kind of posted up in the hobby hangout, and everybody who's seen me in the hobby hangout knows that I've been working my little ass off, painting as like painting the most overpainted rhinos you've ever seen. I've got 120 points of rhinos I've been painting for a week, and I think they're looking pretty good. Uh, some I was showing them off, and somebody was like, "They look all right. They're missing the multi melter though." And I wanted to, I wanted to be like, no, you're wrong. I don't need to put a 30 point multi melter on a 35 point transport. But then I thought about it. And I'm like, well, shit. Uh, I do have that unit of destroyers that is doing nothing for me. <laughs> I've been looking to replace them, and wouldn't you know it, I could replace every single one of those guys with a multi melter on one of my tanks. So, yeah. uh, printed those up and got those bolted on, got them magnetized up, and. Uh, actually played John with it. Uh, we did kind of a rematch and he'd switched up his list and played him on Friday and that game went crazy. So I don't know if you want me to talk about that real quick, just that yeah, whole game. Yeah, sell me. What happened? So it, it was the same mission that we'd been testing out where you've got the three rhinos kind of in the middle of the table and you've got to get your guys up to it to find like intel or other kind of like stuff of interest that you can take from it and then try to get back to your deployment zone with it. So it's kind of like the the relic hunt mission where the the objective becomes part of the unit. Okay. So uh, last time I played him, he brought Alpha Legion that just kind of infiltrated up a bunch of dreadnoughts and then just sniped me off the table and guarded the stuff from you grabbing it or what? Yeah, yeah. So that game uh, just went horribly for me. This game also kind of went horribly for me for a little bit. So I kind of deployed a little further back just because it was the the triangle deployment where it's like you got the 24 inches forward from the short edge in the middle and then lines going back to the corners. Right. So, like, because I have a bunch of tanks, it makes it weird and I can't deploy, like, too far forward without having to, like, chevron up everything and then it gets weird with the terrain. But uh, he had brought Trader Iron Hands. And uh in a nutshell he brought three of the neutron blaster sabers okay which just i, I was able to deal with them but before i did they they got a bunch of shots off and he had the, a twin conversion beamer uh contemptor i got a question on those sabers yeah what's up are they uh are they good tank hunters or are they just good at like like what because I always think about like when I think of like the neutron blaster and all that stuff, you like think just stun locking a titan. Yeah, but like, are they any good at like actually like killing tanks? Because like, there's not a lot of like makes tank snap shoot basically. Yeah. Uh. So his 
they missed a bunch of shots. Okay. If those shots had hit, they probably would have popped rhinos and probably would have whittled down my uh, my land raider. Okay. But I don't know that he hit with a single one of those neutron blasters before I started handling them. Okay. Uh, what really did work at popping tanks, though, was that damn contemptor with the conversion beamers. Oh, yeah. That was just posted up in the corner of his deployment zone and just lighting up. Because there was, like, a bit of, like, terrain he could, like, walk over and get up on. And then he just started laying down those templates. Everything over 42 is 12, right? Strength 12? Strength 12, AP 1. Yeah, that's nasty. So he's just just tearing ass through my rhino. I'm assuming he was over 42 inches away. Uh, as Barely. For as long as he could be. Yeah. Because... But even then, you know, once you're inside that 12, what it's like become strength, strength 10? Strength 7, strength 7, AP 4. Okay. What's and the in between, between 12 and 7? Uh, I thought there's three tiers of it. I'm pretty sure, because it's outside 18, it was strength 7, but it was still AP, uh, AP 4. Okay. So that's a pretty big jump, because I thought it was like three tiers. I thought it was like 12, 10, 7. Is what I thought it was, but that might be the heavy conversion beamer. Okay, I don't know. I can I can try to see if I can pull it up. No, no, no. You continue your story. I will look it up. Okay. Anyway, so that dreadnought was just a whole problem the entire game because I don't have anything with that kind of range that can just handle a dreadnought. Right. Like I could throw las cannons into it. I can throw missiles at it if I guys if my guys moved up and just didn't shoot. But. Um, his Spartan actually immobilized itself on terrain twice because he had his uh, Iron Father in there who fixed it the first time. And then eventually he and his squad got out to meet my uh, Fulmentaris. I was like, I'm not worried about that because I'm just going to hit him with the, the plasma missiles. Yeah, it's 12, 9, 7. Uh, 12, strength 12, AP 1, strength 9, AP 4, and then strength 7, no AP. Okay, okay. So it was AP 4, but it was strength 9. right. Okay, because eventually it was laying into my suzerain, and I was just putting him on my uh, my Praetor because he had battle hardened, so the nine didn't double him out. Gotcha. And he got his just two up saves, right? Or I would put them on suzerain that had already lost wounds, so okay. it's like, oh, they're doubled out, but it doesn't matter because they only have one wound left. Yeah, three plus save. Uh, so yeah, the 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 what mainly happened is he wiped my Fulmentaris with his Gorgons. Which kind of sucks. Uh, had a hard time killing those Gorgons. But I countercharged him with my, all of my Suzerain and my Loki Taurus. And his Warlord had the Warlord trait where when he dies, he gets D6 automatic hits with a close combat weapon he's got. Oh, okay. So because of that, he ended up winning combat by like one. And then I just failed all my leadership checks. I got box cars for my Suzerain unit. And I got 11 for my Loki Tari. If you were to tell me that Suzerain don't have Fearless, uh, I would have you go check your list again and be like, no way. <laughs> uh, they don't have Fearless. They just have a bubble that gives plus one leadership to uh, Ultra Rains around them. <laughs> don't even while they're running or what? Does that go where they're running away? I, must, I, don't, I don't know. I've never had to check that. <laughs> it's like, no, no, you guys stay here. We're just going to go check out something. I was like, one, how did I, how did I lose that combat? And two, how did I fail that morale check? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God the Suzerain are here. Look at them bravely taking off the other way. <laughs> so I'm like, well, this game is lost because one of his tax squads was like 18 inches away with the objective and they're about to start turning around. Uh, first turn, his Mortat jumped up with his jump pack, pulled one out of the wreckage, and then lit my Dreadnought up with those grav pistols that they get. Oh, yeah, those are disgusting. Like, uh, six strength checks and a bunch of haywire. 
Good right. luck. Don't even worry about the strength checks because he didn't survive the haywire. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, well, this game's lost. Uh, we'll play out the rest because we're like playtesting it, and I don't mind because this is actually kind of uh, aside from the mission being over there and well out of my reach. But he was like, okay, well, yeah, let's, let's keep playing it though. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, he started shooting at my suzerain because I luckily didn't get swept. I'm surprised I didn't. And then he's like, hey, if you allocate a wound to your guy, his thing kicks off, right? I'm like, oh, it does. So I was using the warlord trait where if you allocate a wound to your uh, ultramarine's warlord, he gets fearless and it will not die until the end of your next turn. Okay. Which I hadn't done that yet. That's why I failed that combat and they ran away. But because he shot at me, I was able to give him fearless and they automatically rallied. There you go. Yeah. So I was like, they're too far away. I'm not going to be able to move next turn because I have to regroup. But because they automatically rally, I was able to run over there and chase them down with the suzerain. And then I picked up the objective that they had. And he cleaned off everything else of mine off the table. Like, uh, the sabers didn't last too long, thankfully, because the missile launchers actually had a target they could handle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Between that and my land raider, the the sabers weren't an issue. The Spartan, I just kind of got out of the way of it because it was immobilized. He also had a Pravian with two Castellax. Uh, the mission had like debris falling out of the sky, kind of like how if in Calf they destroyed the uh, orbital dock. Yeah, and all the remnants were falling. Yeah, so the mission was kind of like that. So I was able to use that to like place scatter that eventually took out his Mortat. Nice, what a cool way to go. Yeah, and so his Pravian just squished like <laughs> fucking Wizard of Oz switch style. Just an <laughs> anvil falls out of the sky and hits him. His little red shoes curl up. <laughs> the Moritaz like killing people and all of a sudden a house falls on him. Well, all he did, he hopped up, he iced a dreadnought and then he just spent the rest of the game falling back. <laughs> and then like, he got squished. Yeah. Dope. But his Pravian picked up the, uh, the uh, objective from him. And so with everything else cleared off the table, I just had my suzerain that got close enough to the dreadnought to not have to worry about the, uh, the conversion beamers. Yeah. They're still high strength, but they have two up saves against it. And they're like, whatever and because they're all characters i didn't have to like kill anybody so i don't like how that rule works there's people who will roll on a dude till he fails to save and then switch mid pool yep. yep i don't agree with that i don't think you should be able to do that so i don't do that i i'm acknowledging that there's a strong case to be made that that's how it works and it's ambiguous enough that i can't prove it doesn't work like that have you looked it up yeah I've talked about it with a bunch of people who like run events and like, like look into stuff like, like that's how it works is apparently because you're never forced to allocate a wound to a character. You allocate the wounds when you physically roll the save for it. So you pick the pool and then you individually allocate those wounds one at a time is the wording of the rule. So because it says you are never forced to allocate wounds to a character, I interpret that as you don't have to choose that character when it comes time to choose who takes the wounds. But because it uses the term allocate wounds, they're saying you can roll wounds on a dude until he fails to save. And if that dude is a character, you can then say the rest of this wound pool is instead going on a different, different model. So I don't like to do that because I think it's cheesy, but I will 100% roll that whole pool on a suzerain. And if he takes a one wound, but isn't killed, the next pool, I'll pick a different guy. 
So it, it, I'm kind of like shortchanging myself a little bit, but I can't say, oh, I don't think it should work like that. And then use like the cheese that I'm trying to like rally against. Anyway, if you weren't familiar with this whole like debate on how units that are nothing but characters like Suzerain and I think either Deathwing Companions or Inner Circle, one of the Dark Angels units works that way too. I don't remember which one. But basically what ended up happening is I had a bunch of Suzerain that were missing one wound each. So when it come time like to get hit with a strength nine hit that was like not AP2, I could put it on those guys and not worry about it. Uh, I made a bunch of my will not die saves because normally I tank strength nine stuff on my Praetor just because he he's multi-wound and it doesn't kill him. And so he loses that. His warlord trait kicks off. He becomes fearless. And then on my turn, he has it will not die four up. So he has a good chance of getting that wound back. So they'd made that charge into his unit. They picked up the objective. They kept going, trying to get to his dreadnought. Uh, his dreadnought kind of moved away, and he'd sent his robots after me. And uh, things just kind of worked up with using my reactions and stuff to get closer, where on the last turn, I was straight up 12 inches away from his Pravian. And I, I, I made that charge. It was, I rolled an 11, and I got plus one from my Logos Lectora. So I actually did get into combat with him and my Praetor completely whiffed. Uh, Suzerain one uh, pushes a couple wounds through that both get saved on his invul because he has a uh, cyber familiar. So my last Suzerain, the one holding my objective, pushes one single wound through. I'm like, well, damn. Okay, well, I guess we tied. He's like, well, hang on, hang on. And he rolls his leadership. He's like, I'm stubborn, so it's just a bare leadership. And he gets a boxcars. So I'm like, okay, cool. So that <laughs> the one I failed last time, this is this paying dividends, the pendulum swinging back the other way. So he fails his morale check. He runs away and he drops his objective behind him. So I actually end up securing the victory by just like three dudes. Damn. <laughs> by, <laughs> by the skin of your teeth. Man. Yeah. At the end of the second turn, I'm like, well, this is lost. And then just jump cut to me being super wrong. But no, it was a hella good game. Like after that, I'm like, dude, that was, that was dope. I'm like pumped and I look and it's like, you know, 1230, one o'clock. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in trouble when I get home. So, you know, I call up my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, I'm heading back. Uh, good news. I'm picking up Whataburger. Do you want anything? <laughs> <laughs> On my way with food. It's <laughs> the like, smartest the way to go. And uh, so, yeah, I was that. That's when I checked in on the hobby hangout and uh, Tyler and I think Kat were hanging out. I was like, you know, let me pop in on this hobby hangout while I'm at Whataburger. See what they're talking about in there. It's 2 a.m. on a Friday night. This line's going to be hella long from people getting out of bars. Yeah. There was a lot of, uh, by the way, in the Discord, there was a lot of uh, Whataburger hate chat going on, and we will not tolerate that. Yeah, yeah. We're, we got, we need to amend the Discord rules. Yeah. And speaking of, did you know it's Whataburger? Oh, yeah. We talked about that earlier. Uh I saw that and I interpreted that as an April Fool's Day tweet <laughs> where apparently Whataburger, the official Whataburger Twitter, tweeted out, actually it's pronounced Waterburger. I saw that and I was like, ha April Fool's Day, good good bit. <laughs> the, own, the new Detroit owners call it Whataburger, but it, the Texas owners are like, what? The old Texas owners. I, I understand that the council has made a decision, but given that it's a stupid-ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So but yeah. So that's kind of where I've been. I've been trying to polish off these ultramarines, and turns out what I want them to look like is not something I can just do real quick. Yeah, bro. Trying to polish off your poster ultramarines. I get it. Just trying to just trying to polish them up, you know. <laughs> and then uh, the past couple of days, I've been working on my Night Lords Chaplain. Is the last model I've got for my Night Lords. Okay. Uh, it's the one I actually posted up for the monthly painting competition because I looked and I'm like, hey, I still need to paint one dude. He's a character. I don't have to prime over any of my ultramarines. There you go. So everything just kind of works out. How far are you going on with that guy right now? Uh, I I think I've done all the brush work. I've got some transfers on him that I kind of microsold that need to like soften up a little bit. Yes, yes. Then on to sealing it and then weathering it, doing his base up. And then he should be in good shape. That's exciting. And then what are you going to do with it? Uh, then I'm going to sell off my Night Lords. Because they've been <laughs> sitting in a box for like four years now. I like how you could have easily, like, because what, that that chaplain's going to make like, what, like a $20 difference in your sales price or something like that? Or like, if, if that. I don't even know. <laughs> but you're still like, you know what? I'm a completionist. I'm going to get this done. Well, I got to take some good pictures, man. Yeah, I get it. And I painted those guys like, what, five years ago? Five and a half years ago? Yeah, so you could kind of uh, paint up your chaplain just like a little bit less than your current standard. <laughs> and he's, he's going to be, well, no, I paint him up to full standard. He's a little closer to the camera than everybody else. <laughs> hey, who's who's this guy? Why is he in front of Kurs? Why is he so nice looking? <laughs> and what's wrong with Kurs? <laughs> is that a Kurs? Oh, gosh. I need to fix my Kurs, too. All the, like, his, his hand blades are on my desk somewhere. Ugh. You're selling it. Don't do it. Just don't. don't what, put am I going to put a little baggie of his bits, or is it just going to be like, uh, oh, is he fucked up? Well, so he's got the blades that come off his wrist. Yeah, yeah, those are just sitting on my desk because oh. you can't transport that. Nope, no, you cannot. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Thank good you. luck. Good luck with your gluing. Yeah, uh, it's gonna. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for yeah, thanks for wishing me luck. I'm gonna need it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Beasley just stepped on that button, and I turned it up to play with it, so we might have just heard a fart over the. Oh, she's she's been hitting that a couple times. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, uh, we turned it up. When we were playing Sunhaven the other day, so. <laughs> oh lord. Uh, I I think that's all I've been up to though. Um, just that and learning more about Discord. Yeah, no, for real. Got got some emotes set up just before the podcast started recording. They look great. A little oh, yeah. Radio Frist fan emotes. Yeah, just little helmets. Uh, so as far as what I've been working on. Yeah, what's up? Okay, so we talked about last week. I had signed up for the BB Miniatures, uh, uh, the 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 Pro Palette. Uh, oh yeah, and it's already looking that that's the way to go. Yeah, so... If you don't know, you need to check out BB Miniatures. And, and here's the thing, okay? So, I've already discussed in the previous episode that I've wanted to get my painting to a higher standard, right? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of... I realized, like, let me get some of the tools of the trade and all this stuff, so I ordered some Raphael 8404s. And... And what are those? Uh, they're paintbrushes. They're, they're red sable... Paintbrushes, okay. size zero, one, two, double zero, and then so those, six zero. Those are the good brushes. The crazy, the ones you got to take care of and condition them and all that jazz. Like they're they're very nice brushes. And, and like they, they go in the case with the smoke machine and the LEDs. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the briefcase from Pulp yeah. Fiction. Yeah, they they go in a metal 
like they go to a, they go to a, a medically pe- sealed a pelican storm case <laughs> that I open up. You know. No, no, they're just like supposedly like really nice brushes and all this stuff. And, and you know, I've never needed like really nice brushes at that level and all that stuff. And I really don't even think you need that nice of a brush because like I went to Hobby Lobby and picked up some just well, good like watercolor brushes. Well, what I hear about those kinds of brushes, the appeal is that if you take care of them, they last. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's like, no, you get the good brushes so you don't ever have to buy brushes again. Okay. And here's the thing. I did not buy brushes to become a better painter. Right. I bought the brushes to help me paint at that level that I'm trying to get at. Right. And so, um, I've been following kind of, uh, in my, once you sign up for this class, like the pro, and, and once again, guys, I am not uh, like hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag, like that. but totally could be sponsored. This <laughs> is just letting you guys know that, like, this is just cool stuff that I'm doing, and this is just what I'm working on. But you know, don't feel obligated to go in there. But yeah, I'm just letting. Yeah, you- this is not the only avenue. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, but talk about like, like we. He's going through this experience, so he's talking about it. Yeah. So so either way, okay. So so. When you go, when you log into this, this, uh, the pro palette, right? It's you, you log into there and it gives you access to just like, just like a, like on a master class, you just have like all these videos, just a library, a library of videos that you can look at. And it's just like super advanced painting techniques. They're super nice painting techniques. And you just go and find like what pertains to what you're working on right now. So I'm currently working on a uh, Zephin, a, D- a Dominion Zephin model who's in like Mark III armor and all this stuff. I went through the uh, the blending from like a, uh, for the red. I like went with like a lot of like blending on the red, like a lot of wet blending, did a lot of glazes and stuff to like kind of give him more. I, I, I didn't do it at the the like pro level, but I'm doing it like, I didn't rely on an airbrush to make the effects that I usually would. Okay. That was going to be my question is like, is this airbrushed or are you using only brush for this? Yeah. Yeah. No, I am mostly brush. Mostly okay. just to, and, and it's one of those things where like so a lot of the effects that I'm working on right now, I would have achieved them other ways, but I know that like, there's a couple things going on. Like, it's for one, this is the model that I'm putting in the April painting competition. Yeah. So it's one of those things where there's no, there's no messing up, right? It's like, look, if you screw something up or you do something wrong, you have to go back and fix it, right? So, like, there's stuff inside of this, like, this, you know, the pro palette that I'm going through and I'm learning these different techniques to paint, like, battle damage or I'm learning techniques to paint, like, uh, non-metal metallics and stuff like that. There's all, like, there's one in there specifically where he's got a uh, a Ultramarine Mark VI, um uh, horse heresy model and like I've been watching I keep watching that video and like he's got like dreadnoughts and Horus like big character models he's got full busts and stuff like that so like there's a bunch of stuff you can go in there and just kind of get and like he also has like a foundation series that's like hey like we're just gonna paint a power fist but we're gonna completely blend up the power fist from like top yeah. to bottom the same way you do it with like an airbrush where you, you know Zenithal but you're gonna do it with a bunch of different glazes and he shows you like essentially how to build up the different paints, like mix in white and, you know, kind of like bring your paints that standard and before it's all in and done. Like you have a single power fist that has this like full shadow to it. And you've used like 14 different color paints and like, it's like this beautiful, like, you know, the, the pro yeah. level stuff you yeah, see the whole like volume of light going across it. Yeah. Different 
different uh, values and shadow. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've been I've been taking those like well, I've been watching those classes. I've been learning from those classes, and I think uh, you know it, it's it's so much easier when you're like watching it than it's like it is in like practice, especially if you're not like because I'm not super patient with some of that stuff. It's why I picked up airbrushing. It's why I do. And so like it's been a real challenge to kind of like step back and like not just go okay, well, this is dumb. And like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm going to go, I'm going to go the, 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 the I'm going to go, if I want, if I want a, a blend, I'm going to go ahead and grab my airbrush. I'm going to get a brighter color up top and I'm going to hit ink at the bottom. And, and we're going to go, yeah, then we're going to, we're just going to filter it all together. <laughs> and so like, it's, it's been difficult to like, well, cause it's a, it's a different kind of painting, right? You're not it, trying to bust out a tabletop standard on your army. This is like for, yes, for a, a hypothetical, like a competition miniature. A hundred percent. It's a completely different type of painting. And what sucks is I'm not at the level where it's like, like if you follow all of those like foundations, you follow the, the layers and all that stuff. If you don't half ass it, the results are spectacular. Yeah. All right. But if you do half-ass it or you're not like fully trained on it, your results are as good as if you were just airbrushing. Right. So like, <laughs> oh, no. like basically I'm painting at the same level I'm getting out of my airbrush, but in like five times the time. Yeah. Like it's like, it's much longer to get to that level. And, and so like, I'm, I'm keeping myself in the path. It's like, look, I'm just use your brush, like move up, like get these layers up, like get it going. Like, because eventually it's going to come to the point where it's like, you know, it's, it's easier to do this. It's like, it's easier. I've got better eye for it. Cause, cause still right now there's a lot of questions I have where it's like, well, I don't know what color I should be using here or like how I should be handling this. And so like, like as part of the pro palette, you get like a discord that you go to and you can like ask questions in there if you're confused or, you know, like, Hey, what colors would you suggest I use for this? And like, you know, Brandon, AKA BB miniatures, uh, super nice guy like super like he'll come check on you if he sees your painting on something he's in our discord so like oh yeah he just casually dropped like his gold formula yeah yeah so it's one of those things where you know you you get a lot of questions answered for you and stuff like that um but but this week one of the big things i tried on my uh on my zephin is normally if i wanted to weather this guy right Oh, coming in hot with the uh, with the sponge, right? Coming in super hot with the sponge, and I'm oh, yeah. I'm giving him his weather, and he needs that random pattern, blah 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 blah. You know, it's bing bang boom, bing bang boom. And then what I do is like I'll hit it with like a dark, like a, a dark brown, or like a dark black, or even like a dark gray, and I'll hit up the whole model, and then I'll come back with my brush, and I'll do uh, like eighty percent of the model, like of the little big spots of black spots i'll fill them in with like a brown or like a red rust or something like that and then like for like 50 percent of those i'll come in with a little bit of metal because like in my head these are a little bit deeper and so like it's like three different layers and then for the really big stuff i'll come in with like a my brush and i'll do like a edge highlight at the bottom yeah. so so it looks like chip paint right well uh one of the techniques in in this classes is this thing that like, I call it Optimus prime uh, weathering because it looks like when Optimus prime fought Megatron in the cartoon and like he was all cracked. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like from the movie? No, no. From the cartoon, like the old school cartoon. Okay. 
Like where they were beating the shit out of, of Optimus Prime, and he's like, oh, like, no, Megatron. And he's got, like, all these cracks over him. Like, he's, like, dying. Oh. That's what it looks like. And he even says that inside the YouTube video. And, like, shows, okay. like, and it's like, oh, that's exactly what it looks like. And so he does this with his paintbrush. And, you know, you're watching this, and you're like, that looks super easy. I can do that. Like, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try this on the whole, small, whole model. I picked Dominion Zephyr, my entry model, to just go paint brown blotches all over him to try and figure this out. Well, the thing is like his version, he does like these, like what essentially look like, like if a gunshot were to like a bullet were to hit your ceramite and then bounce off. Yeah. And so it's like, you've got like a, like a, it's like an impact here and then it's like a scrape. All right. He does that on a shoulder pad with these like artist opus, like series <laughs> S like brushes. And it's just like, and they're just going to do a little scratch here. And I'm like, Oh, I could do that. You just touch the tip on it and give a little flick. Yeah. Well, I'm doing this with my like games workshop, you know, like <laughs> the medium layer brush, medium layer brush. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and so it just looks like my, it looks like somebody like was throwing turds at my model. <laughs> like, and they're just bouncing off his armor. Like I can't get these like super fine lines, but I like, at the time, I was like, oh, well, it's probably just because I'm using, like... It'll look better uh, later in the process. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I got a lot of charge on my brush, so, like, it's kind of kind of got a lot of paint going on, so I just basically... And, like, when the process was over, and I've got this, like, this, <laughs> this red space marine, it looks like he's got, like, just brown camo all over him. <laughs> and I was like, this does not look good. What have I done? Because they're so massive. Like, they're so big compared to what they should be. They should be tiny. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I realized I messed up, so I had to go through and, like basically like reverse my process and like like reds to reds to highlight up and I had to go cover them up and then I realized like okay because I got it back to the point where it was and I was like okay I basically essentially had to paint this model twice like so but I was able to do it and I was able yeah. to do it a lot faster this time because I remembered the process of the reds to bring up yeah so that's uh, the name of the game that's it so I don't know. I think uh, I need more. I definitely need more practice on that level of painting, especially for that level of weathering. Um, I just need to not practice on the model that I'm going to like submit for this April challenge. I got way too yeah. confident in my painting at that point. And hey, so man, every time somebody like gets into it and they buy a box, it's like, Hey, I know you're going to want to get, get your, uh, get your hands dirty with painting. Don't start on the sergeant. Don't start on the HQ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's same, same, uh, same concept as that. And I jack up people all the time. Like I, like I will mess up like a line trooper all the time. And you're just like, oh, well, am I gonna fix that? Probably not. He'll just stand in the back. That no. or I've weathered yet. I bet I can weather over it. <laughs> I bet I could give him a crack right there. That's a good spot. That's that's exactly the design process to my my weathering. <laughs> so, but no, no. So that's a. I, I was working on that earlier in the week, right? Yeah. And then once I realized I wasn't ready for it, I stepped back and I was like, okay, <laughs> hold up. I'm not ready for this. Um, so I, I put him to the side. I'm going to give him a little bit of uh, a little bit of time to air out. I'm going to do some practicing before I pick him back up again. I have until, until May to get him done. So, Oh, yeah. There's plenty of time, especially yeah. if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, they, everybody's already started. I'm probably going to bust mine out in a few days. Yep. But like it's not this long, so it's you're not meant to be working on it the whole month, unless you want to. If you want to, by all means. But, but yeah, you got plenty of time to to try something crazy on it, mess it up, paint over it, do it again. Yeah, I'm trying to see here. Uh, Samson had his 
entered and painted in five hours and eight minutes. Black level painting. He entered at one twenty one a.m. and well, submitted his entry at six twenty nine a.m. Oh, we don't know when he took the picture. What do you mean? Well, like his submission oh, picture. Yeah, he he might have took it after he got the code word and then just kind of like sat on it a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, so at least like, I'm not saying he couldn't do that in a in a matter of hours. He probably could. It's probably less hours at this point. It's like. Oh, <laughs> so I don't know. Either way, but it, yeah, nothing's holding you to uh, like. Yes, we are started, but there's uh, still plenty of time. It, you could probably knock out a miniature in a full day. So g- give your give yourself, you know, drive yourself right. Find a character, enter the contest. What could you? What I mean, none yeah, of us n- are we got nothing to lose. Yeah. So no, I was working on that. Um, Tyler has been doing a bunch of kill team stuff. That's right. And so I got some, uh, some Casterkin. So I started painting up some Casterkin stuff. Uh, I have no idea how to play kill team. So I just wanted to paint up like cool models. So I painted up a little bit of that. Yeah. I've not played this edition either. Yeah. Um, then, uh, so a buddy of ours came up over the discord in our, like, comic group or comic book store group and was like, Hey, I've got, um, a bunch of stuff that I'm selling for one of our other buddies. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he was selling like eight drop pods. Yeah. And I, uh, low balled it hardcore and it worked out. And so I got six drop pods out of it. And like one of them is like a, a death storm drop pod. Yeah. And so, like, I'm just sitting there, and I was like, okay, well, cool. I got these drop pods coming for, like, a great deal. And then you find out you can't use the Death Storm? I can't use the Death Storm with Drop Pod Assault. Yeah, I read that, and I'd never, I didn't realize that. And I'm like, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. You can't, uh, as part of the Drop Pod Assault rules, there you cannot have something that comes in from Deep Strike outside of Drop Pod Assault. And the yeah. Death Storm Drop Pod well, is not eligible. It's not about not being able to Deep Strike it. It's that you you have to put things that are not, and then it's the list of the transport drop pods. Everything else has to go into regular reserves. Yeah, and it says specifically that you you cannot do any any other type of right. reserves other than regular reserves, yeah. so which they, is the aerial denial is not right. regular reserves. Yeah, so like Logos Lectora, I can use it because I'm not allowed to deep strike and I'm not allowed to uh, outflank, but I do get area denial drop. But that one says they have to do regular reserve rolls so you don't get it. And I think that's an oversight, and I think that needs to be eradicated. Uh, I think that's literally what Death Storm drop pods were made for. Uh, well, I think it'd be confusing to have, like... You just have two different things. So when your drop pods come in, or when your uh, Death Storm come in from area denial drop, you don't need an augury scanner to shoot at them for free. Yeah, same thing with the uh, drop pod assault. Really? That yeah. one has that too? Yeah, it sucks. What? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, you pull it up. Uh, oh, that super sucks. It super sucks. Like, everybody just gets to shoot at you for free. And I thought about it because I was like, oh, well, it's cool because I'll use both, right? Like, before I fully read the rules because mm-hmm. I was, like, deep into it, I was like, I'll do the aerial drop assault and then I'll do the drop pot assault because I think I could do both, right? No. It's like, but you can't do it. But then I was thinking, it's like, oh, even if I could, aerial denial drop would happen. Everybody would get to shoot at these drop pods and then drop pod assault would happen and everybody gets to shoot at the drop pods or the people coming out of the drop pods. Well, I mean, they've already reacted that phase. Yeah, but, you know, it's like, 
it's one of those things where it's like yeah. you're it, there's no like sneaking around it everybody's getting shot at right 100 percent. so that's harsh yeah that's real harsh i was kind of trying to figure out what the so i was talking to tyler about it last night because like i'm i'm hard for drop pot assault armies 100 percent. love the idea of it love you know the I idea of like red dude and like i have I, I painted my first infantry models last week i believe and then i like i just got the dragon forge bases in them did that this week and so i finally got models based up and like i'm about it for some infantry right now i'm about it because like i've got perfect uh uh shoulder pads for them with like the filigree already printed on them and then like you mix that filigree with the the forge world uh blood angels uh the the transfer sheets oh yeah the transfers everything they look hot dude it's like probably the best looking blood angels i could have come out with like like model wise like we're in such a good time for like converted models right now absolutely so i was sitting there and i'm just thinking about like how because i've already like fully invested in uh uh dawn breakers and uh angels tears oh yeah and then like a bunch of mark six marines with like i printed up a like 30 mark six jump packs and like i've got a bunch of mark three marines and i printed up like 50 mark three jump packs the new fat boys these guys yeah look how thick that is (laughs) oh yeah that's a healthy jump pack that's a healthy jump pack (laughs) so so like i was like i'm like ready to go like deep into uh uh jump like a like a day of revelations list or something like that until i got these drop pods and now it's like well i'm just looking at different ways to you know have a bunch of like you know more maybe transition more into a drop pod army instead and so um i'm kind of like all over the place with it and i was having a talk with tyler about it yesterday i was like you know hey man the way i see it is you're essentially just all of the turns you're going to get shot at and attacked. You're just paying the tax up front to get that right. Kind of. Yeah. So like instead of me running across the table, you get to shoot at me every turn. I get to shoot back at you and all stuff. Basically when I drop in, I pay the tax up front and like without a premium of like a rhino and anything like that. And I get to, Um, like i get to set the terms of how like of the unified like weapon of like hey this is the best possible weapon to have within this range like a melta gun or something like that and so i get to choose what weapon we use up close versus you know it's like oh it's a bolter bolter here and then you know i'm gonna hope that i can get into combat with you it's like basically just pay the tax by getting shot up for the first time with that drop pot assault rule everybody gets to light you up hey man just weather the storm weather storm and then you get to actually like fight back and do everything so that's a good way to look at it it's it's kind of how i was selling it to myself because i'm on the fence of do i do a drop pot assault or do i do a pseudo drop pot assault with like a um pride of the legion take a bunch of veterans who have drop pods and then come in like that so yeah i don't know because then you could still take assault marines who could still deep strike yes but they got to wait well, with pride of the legion actually no. no everything was just regular deep strike yeah because you don't get that drop pot assault specific one yeah it's not making them come in on reserve so they just you know they come in with your drop pods or they come in and then like because they're coming in normal then it resists it it restricts to only augury scanners and interceptor 
versus just everybody who's looking at you gets to shoot at you. Right. And so uh, it's a, I don't know, man. I'm all over the place with it right now. I mean, it's, it's kind of what I've been looking at. It's only been like 15, 16 hours since I've like got <laughs> these drop pots. Like it was late last night that I got them. So no, it's a, I, uh, I feel it. I've been staring at my space. Well, was like, how can I get these guys back into drop pots? I, I think I'm going, I think I'm going to go with a Aster Crone destroyer heavy drop pod type army. Okay. With like a bunch of like hand flamers and stuff like that, and just like, but there's so few elite choices, it kind of like, it kind of yeah. screws me up. Yeah, that does kind of hurt it. But now that veterans are two wounds, or maybe they were always two wounds, I just didn't use them enough. But like, I don't think regular vets were. Yeah, well, they're two wounds now, so it's it's kind of one of those things where I was thinking about like taking like a seven man squad of like veterans, and then take like an apothecary or even a tech Marine to like make more two plus saves in the unit. And I've been, I've been working with like a lot of stuff and yeah. looking at like seekers and stuff like that. It's just, dude, I'm a big fan of seekers, especially when they're in there for your face that fast. Right. seems yeah. like a, a pretty good, a pretty good way to go. I'm trying to right now, I'm trying to find different ways to do a aura of fear to take advantage of that pinning. If I do go with the drop pot assault way, the easiest way I can think of is a herald. That's the only way I found, and so I don't know. There's a herald, and then you might have like a random warlord trade or something here or there. Yeah. I, ooh, ooh, I didn't think about that. I'll have to look at that. I think there is a. I think it's traitor though. I think there's a traitor warlord trait for blood angels that gives them fear. Maybe. If that's the case, I might have to do something like that. But anyway, play some bad boys. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I've been working on that, like, uh, got my drop pods in, looking for a way to actually utilize drop pods. <laughs> Was not expecting them. Haven't even touched them. They're still in the bag. Dude, he's got the, like, I got one of the dope Forge World, like, uh, uh, assault cannon drop pods. It's uh, the loyalist only one. Huh? So it's the loyalist only uh, warlord trait. He gets fear. And then he, go, he can go up to fear two, right? Uh, warlord trait gets fear one special rule when the enemy army has a traitor allegiance. Okay. When he's on the, when he wins combat. Uh, he increases his fear by one point at the end of the assault phase. Oh. So if he wins a combat, he goes up to fear two. If he does it again, he gets fear three. If so, he does it again, he gets fear four. So if I have a herald and him in range... Uh, fear doesn't stack. Oh, lame. You only take... You take the worst fear applied to you. Dookie. Okay, well, no point in that. Well, then I don't have to take a herald if I take that. But all right. Unless you put your herald somewhere else. Yeah, spread them bubbles out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But e- either way, so I, uh, I got I got the drop pods, um, and then I had asked Locker at the the comic book store if uh, if they got any Typhons in because I was curious at the actual like Typhon and like what all came in with it and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And he ordered one for himself, and I guess maybe he didn't want to use it or something like that. So he was like, you know, himself out of it. He's like, hey, uh, did you, were you still looking for a Typhon? I was like, mm, kind of. What you got? And he's like, oh, well, I got this one right here. And I was I like, a Typhon. I was like, well, is, <laughs> is Tyler there? Because Tyler's right down the street from me. He's like, yeah, he's playing, you know, he's he's playing kill team right now. I was like, yeah, I'll go and take it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just give it to Tyler. Just give it to him. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll send him money and, you know, handle it. So, so. Tyler brought me this Typhon last night. Legendary Tyler. Yeah, powerful Tyler. Um, 
Uh, and apparently he got upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. And so I uh, uh, got it in last night. I probably, I think he came over about like 10.30 or so, 11 o'clock. Uh, did an unboxing video, put on YouTube for everybody. Yeah. Because uh, I was very curious on how they did it. Like, I wanted to see what the Spartan kit, I wanted to see what else you got with it, right? Yeah. And so it is the exact same kit as a Spartan kit. It's just an additional sprue and you lose the front hatch. So they give you the Land Raider kit and there's a Land Raider to Spartan upgrade. Mm-hmm. The Spartan upgrade's gone, and they give you the front, which is called the H sprue, and it actually says Typhon across it, and uh, you get a, a single sprue difference. And okay, so instead of the sprue that has like the Spartan front, yep. Okay, you mean the whole the the part that comes forward from the hull with the two doors on it? Correct. That okay. is that sprue is missing. Instead, you get the Dreadhammer. You get the Dreadhammer. Yep, and the blast shield and all that jazz. Okay, so so it's it's a dude it. Games Workshop figured it out as far as that goes. Like, they are killing it with those plastic kits, like, the way they come together. Oh, absolutely. Super simple to assemble. Like, not snap fit, but also not... uh, It's not loose. It's advanced, uh, but it is a solid model because, like, they have stuff that overlaps each other perfectly. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anybody who's built the Spartan, the plastic Spartan, yeah, like... It feels the same way. It feels solid when you're done with it. The Typhon's uh, barrel goes up and down. It's got a hinge. Yeah. That's dope. Um, assembled that last night. Uh, assembled that live, like on my video, on my hover cam to see what it looked like. And then I, uh, I got to airbrushing last night. I was up to like four in the morning last night painting a Typhon. I got it base coated, got it red. I've got the highlights in there. Um, and so now next up is basically just tracks and metals and weathering. Yep. Uh, I'm going to do some cool like uh, colors on it. I think I'm going to do the yellow hazard stripes on it and all that jazz oh, that's really on, dope. on the, uh, on the blast shield specifically. And uh, I've noticed for whatever reason, all Spartans have that like, here I'll show you. It's like the black stripe or the blue stripe. Like it's, it's the, let's see here. I'm sorry. The Typhon. Uh, let me see. Legion. Is just all of the example models you see of it have that same mark? Or? They all have this. It's like this, like this streak right here. Oh, okay, like kind of like how my uh, Land Raider has it, where there's the, the the front of the outside of the tracks. There's like a corner of it that they just kind of tape off and do a uh, a different color or the color, the accent color. Like here's the here's the World Eater one, right? Yeah, that for, one's, yeah. So for, this is the little front corner's blue for whatever reason. A lot of them have this. I don't know what it means. I don't know why they do it. But I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do that. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to hairspray that up uh, with the red underneath. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit it with the black or the like a dark gray and then chip it out to make it look. Because I would imagine that the Spartan is in some like, or I'm sorry, the Typhon is in some like crazy situations out there, right? Oh, yeah, it gets into some, like, like, I don't know what the range on the Dreadhammer is, but I'd imagine it's kind of short. I think it's 36. Or, no, no, I think it's a 24-inch range, actually. Yeah, so it's just, like, a Vindicator on crack. Yeah, I think it's right here. Yeah, 24, strength 12, AP3, large yeah, so, glass. So this tank, it's in it. It's in the middle of it. Brutal 4. <laughs> just brutal oh. 4. Yeah, it's only AP3, but your Terminator's got to make four saves or he dies. Yeah, it was also rending 4 up. Oh. You know, casually. So it's not ter- it, I mean, It's not great. It's not a. This isn't a game-winning piece. This isn't like something that you know. Brutal four helps. I, I can imagine that there's not a lot of 
Blood Angels Typhons out there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I... Hey, maybe if I had one of this go up and handle that uh, that contemptor. This was... Uh, I was thinking about this, and, uh, I, you know, we we're once again, we were talking. I was like, it almost feels like the Typhon would be a great, uh, like, cleanup crew. Like, you know how uh, your drop pot of salt has to... Everything else has to be in reserve? Yeah. Like, if I drop pot of salt at you and we duked it out and then out of reserve comes a fresh typhoon <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's like it's, it's like, you're all tired like man that was a good fight it's all like, right all right guys we're good what the hell is that <laughs> do you hear credence Clearwater revival burn <laughs> 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 a bunch of blood angels riding on a typhoon <laughs> so I don't know. Something I was thinking about would be a cool like cleanup crew. That or like three storm eagles. <laughs> that, well, that's way cooler. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, that's should I not have said that? That's an amazing <laughs> visual in my head that you shouldn't have said. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Whoops. Uh, yeah. Doodle. If I could have blood angels hanging out of the side of a <laughs> or hanging out of the back like sitting down out the back you got the side doors that's what i'm saying like it just <laughs> oh man that'd be that's a great visual thank you for that it can transport jump infantry so they can just be hanging out on the uh, they sure can it sure can just like clamped onto the side oh uh, by the way uh you know i have the, i know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about but what's up uh misery cord not being in the uh uh, oh, the, the Cestus. That's look at what they did to my boy. Look at what they did to my boy. It that, holds twelve. Period. End of sentence. Sorry, any Terminators that thought they were going to catch a ride. Uh, it, my, my Crimson Paladin list like is I, having I just, trouble right now. I just want to know why. I just want to know why. And I mean, the answer to that question is because Forge World is done selling Cestus. Apparently, there's an issue with the mold, and they just can't make no more. I feel like they overlooked the Misery Cord rule. I think that's all it was. That or you're just not meant to use it. Yeah. Which they were showing off some artwork of stuff. And one of the art pieces they showed before they put out the Legacies PDF was Imperial Fist standing in front of a Cestus. So I'm like, hey, 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 look, look, it's, it's my boy. That's what I'm saying, dude. But yeah, it, I don't know. I don't either. But either way, I've got this Typhon. I doubt you'll ever see me play it in the game, but just know it exists. I'll post some pictures up on it when it's done. Uh, I... I wanted it to paint it. That's all I wanted. I wanted go. it to paint it. I wanted it to weather it up. I thought it was a cool model. It's the same reason I painted up <laughs> Blood Angels Minotaur, Blood Angels <laughs> Basilisk. I've got, I've got a Blood Angels Basilisk. I've got a, I've got two Blood Angels Basilisk. I've got a Blood Angels Minotaur. I've got two Blood Angels Vindicators. I might hit you with the full on Blood Angels artillery list like that you, you ain't never seen before. Like you don't even know. <laughs> like you don't even know the only time that i've ever gotten to play like or even thought about playing them was in the mega battle and for whatever reason port ball. it port ball for whatever reason a port ball so i was like i'm gonna kill that basilisk right there. <laughs> i'm gonna kill that blood angels basilisk how dare you it was the that that uh uh ordinatus the sound wave thing oh okay it just, well it's okay so they picked that as the target because that gave it the the best line oh i know but like that's the only thing like he had he lived on the just table had to call out hey 
Old boy brought a play Angels Basilisk. See, old boy brought ah. a play. <laughs> Did your mom give you that Basilisk? <laughs> Did you get that out of your garage? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. It's like, it's like, don't worry, guys. At least it's a, a strength, you know, strength eight or strength nine, whatever it is. I don't even know what it is. At least um, it, is, it is like. Small blast. At least it, it caused more problems than it helped because there's stuff around it. <laughs> Because they couldn't shoot at our, uh, they couldn't shoot at our stuff, and they went straight for that poor little basilisk. So, just call him, call him out straight out the gate like that. I think I even have my minotaur out there too. It got killed too without doing anything. It was just you know, mm. bless them. They tried like so. I I will find a game where my minotaur. We're gonna my, get redemption. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will show up to one at least one event this year. Where I'm rolling up on you, full artillery, blood angels artillery, and you're just gonna have to deal with it. You're just gonna have to deal with it. You're gonna be, you'll probably be fine. If if you can deal with it, you will deal with it. But if you can't deal with it, <laughs> you can't deal with it. So, yeah, no, I just own it to own it because it's cool. That's how that's, I play. That's the purest form of the art. Yeah. So I'll finish painting that up tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I get the stuffs painted. And I'll actually post like a. I I, I recorded all of the process because I want to do like a like a dope like super fast like time lapse video with like cool oh, yeah. uh cool music behind it it's like oh yeah you've been hitting those like ebay model rescues and stuff like that like this is right in that wheelhouse we're right back at it baby and i gotta do that with these drop pods too i gotta ebay rescue these drop pods because they got freaking space wolf uh uh why you gotta say it like that <laughs> well because they're there they've got <laughs> space these space wolf drop pods. Yeah, stupid space wolf drop pods. So, you know, that is that is what I've been working on. Um, so, speaking of big old tanks with big old sponsons. Oh, some of the releases that came out? Yeah, what, what happened or, this past week? So, what what is going on in Discord? I don't understand why everything's making all this noise now. I don't know. Hopefully, it's not coming through on the... Uh, I see it's muted over there, so I think we're good. I don't yeah, do not we, think it's we coming. We had that problem, then we fixed that problem. Hopefully, that problem remains fixed. Yeah. So okay. So so no. So this week, uh, tanks uh, at the or I guess the last time we talked with the Adepticon announcement. Or no, no, no. It was just the not Adepticon announcement. Just a straight up Thursday reveal. Uh, all of the tanks that we were speculating could possibly come in plastic or could possibly. Uh, they just we noticed that they got pulled yeah, from the Forge World site. Footnote, like, hey, did you know you can't buy these tanks right now? And people who bought these tanks are getting their orders canceled and refunded. Uh, yeah, don't, don't you think that's weird? Turns out they were repackaging all of the resin kits with they they were redesigning them to accept their new plastic sponsons. Makes sense. I get it. Now you know. Nobody, I don't think anybody predicted that. But now that we hear it, looking back, makes perfect sense. I wonder, like, at some point, because basically they would have to cast the resin sponsons every time they're going to cast it. Right. And it's just easier to just pull off the sponsons sprues. I'm just curious at, like, what point where is it like, hey, man, we got to go through this, uh, we got to go through this, like, extreme, like, re rebuild of, like, all these sponsons like what happened like where do they have to i is it that much of a like resin savings on these sponsons or, or maybe they jacked up the mold on the sponsons i don't understand it i don't know i i'd imagine that it's easier to do that than i don't know if you like if, if any of our listeners have done the resin sponsons but they're they're not the best things to work with 
because it's like the uh, the bracket that comes off. And oh then no. the gun goes in the middle, and then you drop a pin in either side. It's it's serviceable. It's not my favorite. I feel like somebody at uh somebody at like Forge Roll was like, "Hey, you know where you can save some money?" <laughs> <laughs> They've got somebody like, "Uh, you could save this much money a year if we just use this instead of casting these up." If we just you know had all these because like plastic sponsons like plastic injection the, molded sponsons yeah. are way cheaper than yeah, you the, know, and the cost of that is front loaded once they have the the the, uh molds tooled yep running that mold off for more injected molded plastic that's negligible compared to running off resin sponsons and then the mold wears out and you got to make another mold do you think that they had to redo the masters of the of the every kit that they touched i i have no idea i don't know what that process looks like I don't know if they just made a resin because I know the uh, on the resin Spartan where the Sponson goes, it's just a blank circle. Yes, two little like uh, indexing nubs. Same thing for the Fellblade. Same thing for the Mastodon. They all have those the same Sponsons. Well, if they all use the exact same type of Sponsons, then they probably already had a, a mod, not modular, but a universal bit that went there that just attaches to the. The other sponsons. I wonder if that's what they did. Like and they I'm, just made a new, either a new resin bit that has the same plugs that the sponson drops in. Some people have said that they use the plastic part from that because then you have plastic on plastic contact contact, and so it just fits a lot better because the tolerance is tighter. Huh. Whereas if it was like the resin pins that you put the uh, plastic sponson over, the resin will like has a little more give to it and would wear out differently. I don't know. Until I get my hands on one of these, I'm not going to know. But they did also announce that things that only had like one type of uh, sponson, they will be updating the unit rules. So you can actually put things like the Volkite sponsons on the uh, Fellblade. Whoa. Hold on. Yeah, they said up, updated uh, unit entries for, I think, the uh, Javelin even. Because I think the Javelin does technically use those sponsons. You think it's going to get heavy, heavy flamer? Possibly. I can try to pull up exactly what they say on the website, but they did call out that two of the units will be getting new updated profiles to reflect their new sponson options. Oh my gosh, dude. So I don't know if putting Volkite on your, your Mastodon makes it better. But you're, but if they open up the option to put heavy flamer sponsons on stuff, then that yeah. opens up the option to put... yeah. Assault cannons on Alchem stuff. flamers. <laughs> well, Alcam, but I'm talking about. I know. I was just gonna assault like, cannon, cut you off with baby. the death guard option. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Good news for Blood Angels players. You can throw forty point auto assault cannons on more stuff. Yeah, javelins. Uh, if you put it on your on your uh, mastodon, does that push it over seven hundred fifty points? Probably. I definitely. You know, uh, you can't do it. Then it's already got the assault cannons on top. And I think it already have heavy flamers, if I remember. It already has heavy flamers on it that you can buy. So you just replace those. But if it pushes it over 750 points, then that eats in your 25% rule. Yeah, I'm not running a, 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 a Mastodon and okay. 3,000-point right. games. So I got it pulled up. Uh, both the Javelin and Mastodon will soon receive new rules and army list entries to accommodate the new options they are to receive. So that's kind of cool, I guess. So, assault cannon javelins, baby. Because I think it could already have the pinnel-mounted heavy flamer. 
Oh, yeah. So it's like three assault cannons per javelin now? And it's just flying around being a menace. Just being an absolute menace, dude. Because... Because they can deep strike, dude. They can deep strike in as a unit. Can you put last cannons on it? They can outflank. Yeah, yeah. You know, already they, always, have last they, they could always have last cannons. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't have to worry about what's defensive and what's not. Oh yeah, I know. Because they're cavalry. Yeah. Hmm. Oh man, outflanking with a unit of three, and yeah. so you've got nine assault cannons just like <laughs> just in your face already. On rear armor with rending? Oh, man. Hold on. Wheels turning. Wheels are turning, boys. That's good. That's good. It's not super expensive either. Yeah. It's not super cheap either, but cheaper than a Predator and way more options than a Predator. True. And can't be, like, just dropped by a single hard hit. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Unless it's, like, strength 12. What's, What's the toughness of a Javelin? Like five? I, I think it's six. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. This is all this is all news. Yeah, I've not been looking at javelins this edition. I, I know I know there are people who like are real hard for them and they, I'm not saying they're bad. I just it's one of the things that's been in my blind spot. Uh they are toughness six. Yeah. So toughness six and it's three wounds, right? Uh four. Four wounds. Oh, so good. Can't be insta killed by like normal stuff. Like if they get typhoned, I guess they'll get insta killed. But like that's dope, dude. Anything? Well, no, Typhon's strength twelve, right? That's what I'm saying. Unless they yeah, get Typhon. Yeah. Typhon strength twelve. Uh, what else? A conversion beamer. But if you're if you're that far from a conversion beamer, you're not using your javelin, right? Yeah, there's not stuff that's going to insta kill you. And if you just like show up outflank style with, you know, nine assault cannons. If there's a contemptor with conversion beamers on top of a Typhon, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but normally, dude, that's a. That's pretty cool. I did not read that. I did not know that was coming, but that is great. And that is, uh, yeah. uh, sign that, me up. Like, what's cool is I could do that now because I don't have to wait for these. Like, it's like I can just, <laughs> you know, like, like. Well, I mean, like these these sponsors are already out there, and anybody with one of these sponsors sprues has like eight spare sponsors. God, I hope. Hold on, we might have to edit this. I hope us talking about this doesn't make them go. Except, you know, I don't hope they don't put like a caveat. Like, you cannot. Use oh, this these, for these, these can't be upgraded to assault cannons. cannons. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't think they're paying that close attention to the balance of the game. I swear to God, if any of y'all tell them, <laughs> I'm a knuckle sandwich you. <laughs> no, no snitching. That's cool, man. Yeah. So everybody was like, "That's very neutral news." We're like, "Well, hey, at least we get some new options." Sure, <laughs> it's great news. So, all right, neat. We got that. And then they announced the other half of the Contemptor front plates, which is very, eh. I mean, hey, man. If you want a resin Contemptor or a hybrid Contemptor that is more expensive than the old resin Legion-specific ones that doesn't look as Legion-specific, that's cool. Why do you think that they're doing all these cuts like and stuff like that? Like, I don't know. I think they're just cleaning up their skew count. But by the same token, it's the same number of skews. It's just instead of it being the whole contemptor, it's just one or two pieces. Because I, I think it's just the the front plate and then the, the helmet, right? Or right. does it have like shoulder pads or anything? Uh, it's just the helmet and the uh, the body. That's all well, it is. Uh, one thing that came up this week on Discord was uh, whether or not that will fit over a Kalth contemptor. Because if that fits over a Kalth contemptor. 
that makes it a little better. But, you know, because then you just reach in your box of like random cow sprues and just church up one of those those easy fit contemptors. That's so good. I'm still looking at this oh, jab. It's so good, dude. <laughs> you're still thinking it's about so these good. I was looking at it. I was like looking at the profile. It's so good. Think about these sponsons, though. That is like the old school like attack bike with assault cannons, like the 14 inch movement, like yeah. like flying yeah. around, just like that's, how that's you run them. so good. It's so good. There like you go. Man, these drop pods are never going to get used. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! I'm excited that you're excited. I'm ex- I'm super excited. If they do it, I don't even know if they're going to do it yet. Because I knew that you could take the heavy bolter to f- flamer for free, and then you could yeah. do the salt cannon for ten points. I knew oh, that yeah. could happen, but to me, that wasn't. Uh, um, I mean, you get the missile launchers on the side; like it was good, but it wasn't like crazy. It wasn't what you really wanted. Yeah, but like eighteen shots of strength six rending is uh, pretty not cool. Is it? No, is it, no four shots piece. So four at twelve, twelve shots. Okay. Wait, salt cannon four shots, six shots. Four shots. Four shots, strength six. AP4. Rending. Yeah. Final answer? 12 shots. <laughs> 12 shots. <laughs> Times three. 36 shots. Strength six. Rending. Quick math. That's a dirty unit, bro. That can move 14 inches on you? Yeah. That's a great unit. If it exists. If that's on the way, sign me up. Sign me absolutely up. That's dirty. Outflanking? Gross. Mm. Oh, sorry. I was finishing up. No, I did not take a break. Like you, you kept talking, and I kept looking. I, hey, that's fine. That's fine. I could, I could tell you were, you were looking at them sponsors. I'm like, oh, I'm just, yeah, I'll talk about the Cal Contemptor a little bit. And just maybe just slap one of these new plates on it and call it a day. You know, yeah, psycho, so good. So, but yeah, so we got sponsors, and we got the rest of the uh, the upgrades, if you can call them that. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk in the Discord about what those uh, those inducti are going to be. Uh, I'm getting more and more excited for those, just for like bigger like infantry games and stuff yeah, like that. I, I like more options. Yeah, uh, if it's the same cost and it's better in some ways, worse than other ways, that's a complete win. I agree. If it's halfway between the uh, augmented inducti from Gallon Serlac and what the Black Shields used to be able to do. Because Black Shields, they used to have something similar where your guys would have like different upgrades. Like you'd roll and they get just a random buff right. and debuff. Random cool stuff, yeah. Random combat stim kind of situation. I'd be all about it. Yeah, I'd I'm, be all over it. <laughs> I'd, I'd be excited. I'd be excited just for like cheap infantry. Cheaper infantry. Yeah. Especially, I think that they... Uh, I feel like Games Workshop sees the like the mark six boxes moving you know hope so because the price point they kind of brought that down it's like hey here's 20 guys 40 dollars a box that's not unheard of and obscene yeah, that's great and so i think they're like oh it's a good deal let's see if we can sell more dudes right it's wait 40 bucks for a box of 20 uh, 80 bucks for a box of 20 but 40 dollars per unit of 10. oh okay okay so it's 80 per- okay gotcha gotcha yeah that's that's what i meant to say anyway Okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah. So that's a lot closer. It used to be like what thirty bucks for a squad of ten guys back in back in the quote unquote good old days. The good old days. It was thirty five around there. That's yeah. what I remember. So at. it's closer to that than it's been for a while. Yeah, I'm not mad at it, especially when you consider inflation. You know. Yeah, I, I'm cool about those boxes, especially now that they offer the Mark threes and fours in boxes of twenty. Same, same. So, yeah. but I, I like what they're doing. The plastic range. 
I don't understand a lot of what they're doing with the resin range. I think they're trying to move it on, trying to get it out of there. That's what it feels like anyway. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about some kind of hammer they were selling. They, yesterday they offered, they, they, they announced the war hammer. Yeah, it's for April Fool's Day. Yeah. Everybody was like wondering, because last year they announced, oh, here's a squat. And everybody was like, haha, yeah, we get it. It's April Fool's Day. And then April 2nd, they're like, hey, it's still a squat. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and then we got Votan. So there's the like two holdouts are like, maybe they're going to announce Epic as a joke. Nah. nah. I don't think they'd do that bit twice in a row either. But uh, I think they could. I think the double down on the second year in a row would be even funnier. Possibly, but then it makes the third year weird because it's like, does is that when they announce something actually crazy, and everybody's like, I don't know, man, they really are gonna kill a dude in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> they really are gonna move from plastic miniatures to three D printed chocolate miniatures. <laughs> I don't know, but. No, I'm curious to see what this next Thursday looks like. I get excited for every Thursday. You know, everybody always talks about that they're not happy about them releasing tanks or anything like that, or that they are releasing much tanks and infantry. But, I mean, the fact that every single week we get something every Thursday. I think infantry is pretty fed right now. Like, like infantry fans are eating good. Those, uh, those kits are good. Like, like If they have 3D printers. Don't look at it from the, the, like the 3D printer life. Yeah, <laughs> some of those upgrade kits. I mean, so some of the upgrade kits do look stellar. I'm talking about like close combat arms and like WYSIWYG your models. Oh, and uh, like easy for a 3D printer, not so easy for like your standard Joe who's just trying to get an army on the table, yeah. feeding his kids. True. I haven't seen a lot of people running like mass despoilers. It's coming without needing, coming soon without them needing chain axes anyway. Yeah. But then Phobos, them, those those Phobos bolt pistols aren't printing themselves; they're making themselves. You know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm curious what they're going to release this week. I would think that for whatever reason, in my mind, it's, it's going to be a infantry set. I, I do like that they've been like hitting it on those Thursdays. Every day? So we, Every Thursday. Because we, we used to go... Without like, fail. We used to go like months before, like between them talking about stuff. That's what I'm saying. It was dry for a while. And this was their easy Thursday. This was their easy Thursday where they didn't have to announce something crazy. This had to be like, hey, this is just more of an administrative things. Hey, we, we know we know a lot of y'all are talking about this, and a lot of people are saying some crazy things. Yeah, we ain't that cool, boys. It's just we found a way to I save know, money. I know Tyler's <laughs> out here saying that Derek said the plastic mastodon was coming. <laughs> it ain't. Not for a long time. But it just shows you they're double downing on the range, right? Heresy's yeah, not going anywhere. They're investing in the range. They're they're dedicating a week's like once a week and a dedicated article on the on the website. So I'm cool with the attention for on heresy. Yeah. I'm happy with it. But uh, a lot of people aren't. But that's the internet. That is always gonna be the internet. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, three interviews coming up this week for Fabricators of the Heresy, so do not worry. We will continue that next week. Uh, once again, Adepticon, Cooldown, kind of had some of our interviews postponed. Uh, we are 
we're not very forceful, you know. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, hey, we realize people have real lives, so. Oh yeah, especially because uh, it's been a long week for a lot of these people. But I will say that every single person that we have talked to uh, said yes, they are down for an interview. So it's very cool. That is like, exciting. We, we've got all of that uh, lined out already. There was one person that uh, did decline only because there's some other stuff going on that uh, some understandable real life stuff, understandable real life things, but they wanted to so. Very cool. So once again, if you guys have any uh, requests for people that you want us to interview, we will try. Uh, once again, we tried to get Games Workshop uh, for fabricators out. of the true fabricators of the heresy. The uh, but James Workshop himself. I haven't checked my email, actually. Hold on. Oh. I, I don't think that they are responded gonna, back. Are we going to get a live react? Very doubtful. Very doubtful. But, you know, hey, Im- Imagine if they, like, sent a response that they declined to, like, interview. It's like, oh. <gasps> I've got an email. <gasps> They're just like teasing you with it. Okay. Yeah. No, they did not. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I saw, I was like, it's a games workshop. I was like, wait, what is this? Wait, it's, wait, 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 wait. It's like a, what do you call it? A, a sales email. Okay. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't miss that. It's like, yeah, we're available on Friday. The, the You know, this day. We're available on Saturday, April 1st. <laughs> just wait here on this phone. <laughs> wait for the Zoom call. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for episode 152. Uh, once again, yeah. send us a voicemail. Give us a call. Go join the Discord. Hop out in the hangout. Hi, hoppy hangout, guys. Thank you, guys.